serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football. The Show Me Sports Network will recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Southern Boone County Eagles. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As Blake Gazaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth, exclusive pregame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Southern Boone County Eagles Radio Network, Blake Gasaway. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gasaway here with you as we are coming to you from California. That's California, Missouri, as the Southern Boone County Eagles on the road taking on the California Pintos, the Eagles come in sitting at 3-5 and five on the season. For the Pintos, they sit at 5-3 and three on their season tonight. Well, there's a lot on the line for both of these two teams tonight. A Tri-Counties Conference matchup, not a district matchup. It's Class 3, District 5 for the Eagles and Class 2, District 6 for the Pintos. But that doesn't mean that... There's not a lot at stake as both these teams vying for a better spot in postseason play. And for the Eagles, they know what they have to do tonight. First, they've got to win. And that's really the most important thing is if they can get the win tonight. And they also need to do so by 13 or more points. But if they get the win by 13 or more, that will boost them up the district rankings. They will actually jump a couple of teams, and that should guarantee them a home playoff game. If they do not, well, that decreases the chances they'll have a home playoff game, but still could possibly play a team they've beaten already this season. If they are unable to win tonight, well, there's a real good chance that uh, we'll be going back to Blair Oaks and taking on the Falcons, who we saw last week in the ball game last Friday. Senior night activities here as Blake Gasaway joined here in a little bit by Mike Fries. He is headed this way. He'll be here shortly, but uh, he's not here just yet, but he will be here shortly. So as soon as he gets here, he will hop on the broadcast as well. But tonight's senior night activities, is it is the regular season finale 
here for both teams. See head coach Trent Tracy headed this way. We're going to take a quick break and be back and get his thoughts before tonight's game. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Welcome back to the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're joined by Southern Boone County Eagles football head coach and Trent Tracy. Coach Tracy, thanks for joining us before tonight's game. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, last week, your Eagles hit the road for the first of two games in their road skid to close out the regular season for this year as they traveled to Jefferson City to play the hosting Blair Oaks Falcons. This is a Class 3 District 5 matchup as well as a Tri-Counties Conference matchup. It went to the Blair Oaks Falcons by final of 71-34. What were your thoughts on the game last week? Well, you know, obviously giving up 71 points is never the way you go into a battle. It's never the result you want. But the biggest thing I was really proud of our players is I never felt like our kids quit. I never felt like our kids gave up. I never felt like they weren't going all out. And just proud of the resilience that we showed, especially from the beginning. You know, we give up a score, but then we return a kickoff, and then they return a kickoff. You know, that first quarter was crazy stats, crazy numbers, big plays left and right. And to be, you know, down 29 to 20 at the end of the first quarter, just knowing like maybe years past, some of our kids would have given up, you know, like, oh, well, we can't keep up. Our kids kept biting and clawing and scratching to stay in the game. And even as the score started to get further distanced apart, really felt like the kids were still battling. You know, it, it's a learning experience. Every game is. Every game is a time to grow and get better. It's easy to say we want to win every game. Obviously, we do. That's the goal. But we can take a lot of good from the Blair Oaks game and praise the good and then we can look at the bad and focus in and say okay here are still things that we need to work on at the end of the day Blair Oaks is really good and that quarterback is phenomenal the lowest score they've had this year is 35 points and that's crazy to believe that they've lost two games the least they've ever scored in a game is 35 points so hats off the quarterback and their offense I, I was really happy with how our offense performed we had over 400 yards of offense most of the time you're going to win those football games and the problem is they scored 71. I think you're absolutely right. You know, my view from the press box, I mean, being down at times by several points in the 30-plus range, you didn't know that. If you didn't look at the scoreboard or you didn't know what the score was or if I didn't say it during the broadcast, you just had really no idea of how close or how wide that margin was. And I think that speaks to the resilience and the, the guts that the players, you know, the, the, the heart that they had out there on the field because they didn't give up despite knowing they were going against a, a stout team. Absolutely. And even even talking to Coach Le- page afterwards and in conversation you know he's like most coaches don't go out to store 70 80 points and he's like you know honestly we just never really felt like it was a comfortable lead we could blink and you guys could score and now it's a three score game and then it's a two score game so you notice that i mean they didn't dub until very very late in the fourth quarter and scored one jv quarterback shot out of a cannon on that one touchdown and and kid has some speed we'll have to be ready for in another year or two again it's one of those things you just got to go out and battle and leave it 
it all out there. And that's what I asked them to do before the game. You know, there was no yelling. There was no screaming. We knew what was in front of us. We knew the challenge at hand. And it was just all about going out and leaving it on the field. And if it's not enough, you can walk off that field with your head held high, knowing that, you know what, I gave it my all and it just wasn't enough tonight. And that happens sometimes. That is reality. Sometimes you just don't match up. But we can use a lot of that game and we can learn from it and and continue to get better. And so even though we lost 34-71, I do feel like we improved overall. When you take the score out of it or the record out of it, there was a lot of good things that came from that game. And again, we want to be playing our best football at the end of the season and we're real close to the end. Most definitely wants players to keep their heads high because when you say the 71-34 score, you look at that and say, well, that just was a lopsided game. But you guys hung 34 points on the Falcons. And when you look at the previous seven games that they've had, they only had a couple of opponents who scored more points than that. So you guys found some spots to be able to score and get it upfield and find the end zone. Yeah, again, that offensive production was really good. You know, there were some lulls in, in between and some parts of the second and third quarter, but the truth is, is we're probably not going to score every possession against a Blair Oaks caliber team. They're going to force us to punt at times, and we've got to just work on trying to be resilient on defense and not give up the big play. That's been our kryptonite all year is the big plays. We can stop teams on first and second down, and next thing you know, it's third and eight, or one of them was third and 15, and it just would give up that big play, and, and it's a touchdown or it's a 40-yard gain and I think we gave up it was either 12 or 17 plays that were over 20 yards and so that I mean it's gonna be hard to win those football games regardless of how good the offense is doing. Well, you knew going in that Blair Oaks was going to be a tough opponent as they've won a state championship two out of the last three years. But you guys really started off the game with a bang as Blair Oaks fumbled the ball in the opening kickoff and you guys had it deep in their territory. So it was a good way to start off. Yeah, and think about these things on Monday. I was sitting with some of the varsity guys and if we punch that in or if we even convert that field goal, that would have been the first time that, at least in my eight years, and I'm, I would bet money the first time ever that we would have actually been leading Blair Oaks in a football game. You know, that momentum was huge and not being able to capitalize right off the beginning. We had some red zone periods this week in practice. We've got to be better offensively in the red zone. So we had a session on Tuesday that it was red zone plays really have to focus in anytime, but specifically in the red zone on penalties, you know, no penalties, no bad snaps. If we don't like what's there on a pass play, we've got to throw it away. Can't take sack. Later on in the game, we were, again, I think knocking on the door. I think we're on the four or the five yard line. And, you know, we took a 12 yard sack and then the next play we fumbled so it's like we were right there knocking on the door so there was at least two possessions where we had the ball inside the 20 yard line and we didn't get any points there was another game earlier this year mexico that we had that situation we've got to be laser focused especially we're in the red zone well, when we look at that first quarter of play, it was a high-scoring affair. It was talked about in the press box a little bit on just how high things were going to go, but 56 points were scored in that opening quarter, and both teams really answering each other with their drives throughout the quarter. Yeah, it was, you know, I've been coaching now this is year 17, and I've never been a part of anything like that as a head coach or assistant coach, just the back and forth, the big plays, you know, just the scoreboard lighting up like crazy. At the end of the first quarter, it felt like it could have been halftime or the third quarter, and we were just 12 minutes into the ball game. Well, one of those scores came on an 80-yard kickoff return for a touchdown by senior return man Bradley Smith. Again, looking very good on his part to just find a seam and exploit it and get upfield, find open room, and get to the house. 
yeah, you know, that's his second kickoff return for a touchdown, and Chase Morris has one for the season. So we've got our, our kickoff return has taken three to the house, which is always a positive. What we've talked with those returners is you find that one seam, there's no slowing down. There's 11 guys running at you, trying to tackle you. So the more you slow and try to juke and jive and cut, the faster they get to you. And so we really try to emphasize, you know, find that one seam and just hit it as hard as you can, and good things can happen. And there were a few times later on in the game where it felt like we were one block away from breaking another big one. So, you know, hats off to those guys getting the ball caught, guys up front blocking and hitting it hard and huge for momentum because we give up a score and it's, oh, here we go. And next thing you know, we're, we're punching it in. It's great to be able to respond. The ensuing kickoff, though, unfortunately for you guys, the Falcons took it 90 yards to the house to match what you guys had done. Very much just matching play for play and, and everything else that just, that's why we, we had 56 points scored in 12 minutes of play. Yeah, you never want to return the, that kickoff for a touch and then turn around and give up one. Truth is, we kicked the same kid who had just fumbled the ball the previous kickoff and gotten it back, and we're like, okay, he's probably still rattled in his head, but let's try to go after him. We did it earlier this season against Eldon, and that worked out in our favor. just so happened that kid caught it this time, and a pretty good player, and, and he did the same thing. Found one seam, hit it as hard as he could, and took it to the house. So, yeah, we don't want that to happen. That's not how we draw things up. That's not what we practice. But then the good part of it was is we turned around and responded with scoring on our own. Well, your squad faced some adversity in the game, too, and we aren't going to belabor this too much. But uh, there were some questionable calls by the officiating crew. There was a fourth down measurement that also looked very suspect as well. But what did you tell the players about those things such as that that are out of your control? That definitely very puzzling. A couple of situations on Friday night. And at the end of the day, all you can really do is we can whine and complain about the officials and they rolled the football and they hit the stick. How that's not a first down, I don't know. The biggest thing is, one, we tell our kids that it's our job as coaches, my job as the head coach, to talk to the officials. It's not their job. Their job is to play football. So there's a couple of times where I had to get on to some kids about get back to the huddle, get over there, stop talking to the official. That's my job. You know, you all you can really do is try to get the official to explain to you why they made those calls. At the end of the day, don't leave it in the official's hands. Because when you leave it up to the official, they're going to make one of two decisions. One decision you're really going to like, and the other decision you're not going to like. That's just what it really boils down to. And that fourth down, which I still say it was a first down. And then the, the late hit later on in the, in the game, that was a, a blatant cheap shot, call it what it is. No, neither one of those really got called in our favor. And it might feel like, you know, they're out to get us or whatever. But at the end of the day, they're, they're human too. They make mistakes and you want them to be on their best every Friday night. There's times where I think sometimes maybe the game was a little bit too big for them. You know, that was a track meet early on and saw after halftime, the officials rotated. So the guy that was on our sideline ended up going to a bat judge, the bat judge moved. So they did some shuffling around. Again, I don't know reason for that, but really we don't want to harp too much on the officials because if we gain an extra foot on that fourth down, they don't even measure it. It's a first down. Well, looking back at the game, there definitely should have been, and if I remember correctly, probably at least another 100 yards of offense and maybe a couple more scores, just thinking really some mental mistakes and some penalties and just just those mental mistakes kind of set you back in some areas, but it still gives you some teachable moments. Yeah, there was a 60-yard pass play that we converted, and the official on our sideline said our inside receiver was on the line of scrimmage. We watched film during the game, and after, in our opinion at least, he clearly was off the line of scrimmage. And 
so that penalty never should have happened. And we had another 60-plus yard pass play later on in the game where they called us for a delay of game. And when you go and look at the film, as soon as the guy was tackled 60 yards upfield, that 40-second clock started. The ball hadn't been set. The refs weren't there. Nobody was up there but our receiver and the guy who tackled him. There were some situations that got the ball down to the four-yard line, and next thing you know, now we're on the nine because of, of the delay of game. But it's not like we took a long time to send the call out. There was just a few of those situations where not much you can do about it in the moment, and it's just teachable moments. You know, it's guys, okay, after a big play, like we've got to get up there. Like We've got to get up back up to the line of scrimmage. We've got to be ready to run the next play. So, again, whatever hand you're dealt, you've got to approach it as this is a teachable moment, and we've got to work to be better. Well, senior quarterback Cade Stillman had 275 passing yards. That included two touchdowns, did have one interception. But that put him over 1,000 yards for the season, and that's a big accomplishment for the senior. Yeah, we knew Hayden's capabilities and coming into the season, and he is a really good passing quarterback. I mean, it has shown last couple of weeks that he can run the football, and it's been great to see just kind of a, a multifaceted quarterback emerging. And, you know, he's 58.82% completion rate on the season. There was a lot of good teachable moments for him in that game, too. You know, talked earlier about not taking the sack. We're on the nine-yard line and taking a 12-yard sack, finding the area a receiver is in and, and just sail it over their head, throw it out of bounds. Or or tuck the ball and run, roll out, get some green grass. It's nice to be able to talk about those things and because those are all situations that as the season gets down to the end or playoffs, those are all make it or break it type play. We just try to keep coaching him up and it's been great. I think he's at 1,100 plus yards passing and we've got at least two more games. So my hope is that he easily passes 14, 1,500 yards. I think that's a realistic, doable thing. A junior running back, Jacob Bowles, he had 145 yards on the ground. That brings his season total to an even 800. But I think most importantly, the thing that jumps out for me is that he's averaging 7.5 yards a carry. Yeah, he's really emerged. Last year, he was a full-time JV player as a sophomore, played maybe some special teams on, on varsity. Coming into the season, we just graduated two running backs and trying to figure out who's going to kind of emerge as the guy. And Jacob has really dedicated himself to the weight room in the in the offseason and has gotten a lot stronger and faster. And seeing him, you know, break through tackles, run through tackles, and have some really big plays throughout the season, especially the last couple of weeks, has been really great to see. And then you've got Bradley Smith, who again was a, a JV player last year, who also is averaging 5.6 yards a carry. So it's not just a, the Jacob show. It's Jacob and Bradley and try to get the ball to some receivers on jet motion. So great to see how the rushing game has really improved. When you look back at weeks one and week two, and we were not very good up front. We were not very good at the running back position. You know, now to see that our, our average yards per carry for the whole season is 5.18. We want to always be over that five-yard marker. So we're just over it, and I'd like to see that number get up to six or above. This week, your team wraps up the regular season with the second game of the two-game road skid. You travel to California to take on the hosting Pintos. The game tonight is a non-district game, but it is a Tri-Counties Conference matchup. Leading up to tonight's game, though, what has the conversation been in regards to district standings and those inputs related to that? Number one thing we tell our kids is control what we can control. And what we can control is to go out there and get a W and win by 13 points or more. If we can do that, then we should be the four seed and we will host a first-round playoff game. There's a whole lot of scenarios. The points 
for district seating are going to be very tight. So this is a huge game. Not only is it for outright fourth place in conference play, Hallsville, Boonville, Blair Oaks, and then the winner of this game will be fourth place. But it can set us up for some good things, at least a good draw, in my opinion, district bracket. Currently, we're, we're the sixth seed in districts. And what separates us and Eldon and Osage is about one and a half points. We've beaten both those teams, but based on records and non-conference games and a whole lot of other scenarios, we are actually trailing them both in points. So for the sixth seed, that means we're playing Blair Oaks first round. If we can take care of what we need to take care of, then we'll be hosting Eldon or at worst playing at Eldon first round of the playoffs. How's practice been this week? been a pretty good week of practice. A big threat that California possesses is how fast our offense goes. We got a, a rude awakening beginning of the year when our JV, our JV played California the second game of the season. So the last regular season game is actually our first conference JV game. And so when we went down there and played them. It's a new coach. It's a new offense. We, we really had no idea what to expect. And their offense really is going to stress and try to get a play ran every 10 seconds. So when they're on offense, they're no huddle and they are very, very fast. That next play is called. They are on the ball and they are running it. So from the time the last play ended to the time the next play starts, they are looking to try to snap that ball in 10 seconds or less. So trying to simulate that in practice, got to do the best you can. We had two different scout groups two different scout books. As soon as one play is over, that other scout group is running out there and running another play at them. We're just trying to simulate as much as possible what it's going to look like on Friday night with our players who they don't know California's offense. So they're trying to look at a book and trying to run it correctly and, and do the best they can to give our starters and our backups the best look that they can. How's everybody's health this week? We are improving. You know, health-wise, Nathan West, who's been out since the Eldon game, he's going to suit up. He's going to play on Friday night. Not exactly 100% sure how much he'll play. He's had a good week of practice. He's got a shoulder brace. He's done team time during practice, done some tackling. But reality is he's been out the last four weeks. And so even at practice, he was kind of huffing and puffing because once they're out for a little bit, it's not like he's out of shape. That conditioning piece you're not getting. So excited to have him back. He's a senior. And that was the plan the whole time is here towards the end of the regular season, he'd be back ready to play. Really happy to see that he's going to get to be back on the field for his senior year. You know, Baden Glass is pretty much recovered from his injuries, still getting a little bit of nagging pain in his foot. Ben Taylor's still out, but Tate John is completely healed. And so you want to have all your guys at full strength at the end of the year. And relatively speaking, I think we're pretty close. Well, Coach Tracy, I appreciate you taking time to chat with me in the pregame show. Any final thoughts before you get out of here? No, uh, expecting a battle. You know, when you look at on paper, you know, we beat Versailles by four, they beat them by three. You know, we beat Eldon by eight, they beat them by seven. We beat Osage by 13, they beat Osage by 10. So you look at common opponents and wins and losses, it's kind of a a wash, pretty dead even. It's going to be a physical battle. Our boys are going to be ready to play. Well, let's go out there and get that W, but most importantly, get it by 13 or more points. Yes, sir. We will We will do that the best we can. That's Southern Moon County Eagles football head coach and Trent Tracy. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more of your Southern Moon County Eagles pregame show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Moon County Eagles football on the home of the Eagles, the Show Me Sports Network. <laughs> 
Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? You've been listening to the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising in the locker rooms as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. The best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinnigan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. It's time for Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Southern Boone County Eagles football on the exclusive home for the Eagles radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. The best game coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As Blake Gazaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles radio network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Southern Boone County Eagles radio network, Blake Gazaway. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. As, uh, we are just about three minutes, just under three minutes away from getting our ball game kicked off tonight. It's the regular season finale for both of these two teams in a game that is 
very much a must-win situation if the Eagles would like to have a home playoff game as uh, they've worked all hard all worked hard all season long, but now it comes down to this. And if they can win tonight and win by 13 or more points, we will be coming to you live next week from Ashland. If they cannot win by 13, there's a real good chance we're going to be coming to you from Eldon. And if they are unable to get a win, then there's a good chance we may be coming to you from Blair Oaks. So two of those three are favorable, but there's one that uh, just is real good in my opinion. Oh, we never want to see that green, green field with the silver gray in the end zones again, do we? Absolutely not. At least not uh, two out of the, you know, would be two out of the last three weeks. We don't want to see it that quickly. But either way, the, uh, the Eagles know what they need to do. They just need to handle business tonight. They need to show up. They need to play their game. They need to get the win, win by basically two scores to make it, uh, you know, I'd rather win by 14 to give a little extra pad in there. But if they do that, they do their job then they will have a home playoff game next week. And that's a that's a big thing in talking with Coach uh, Trent Tracy on and off air both. That's an important thing to try to get that home playoff game uh, for them. And, and that's something that he, he prides himself on for his squads to be able to have those home games. Yeah, because that usually means you're in the top half of your district. And that's always something to pride, especially the districts we've been in over the years have been, they've been pretty good. Whenever you got Blair Oaks in there, it's pretty good. <laughs> And, of yep. course, that one year when Blair Oaks happened to be the, the biggest school in 2A because they, you know, still, we, it was a really good, tough district because we were stuck with the, uh, oh, as the Moberly, the Moberly uh, Spartans. Moberly Spartans freezing game year that we won on a last-second defensive play. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good district to be in. So if you can be in the top half, you know, that's pretty meaningful. Um, I, I do believe that we're very comparable with this team. They, of course, have a great quarterback. Uh, Mr. Kruger is really good. But I've talked about this sometimes in the past this season. This is another one of those programs that has not had a lot of success lately. Now, they've been a wonderful program, you know, wonderful, wonderful program back, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But the last five years or so, it has not been very good. Uh, We were on a really good winning streak. They thought they had us two years ago. And right there, that end zone where the band is, Mr. Kruger fumbled the ball and was scooped up by Mr. Blake Dapkus for a touchdown. We were dead to rights. We should have lost that game. So I think mentally, I talked about mentally before, again, these seniors, Mr. Kruger, he was on the field. He had the ball in his hands. His coach called him to make a play. It was He could have just took a kneel, took a quarterback sneak, and they could have walked away, but no. They decided to get him on the outside and some sort of an option, and that's when the fumble happened. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, I, I, I'm a big believer in the mental state. I do believe that when you, these kids are 16, 17, 18 years old, that they remember what happened two or three years ago. And that's certainly an advantage that we have. Well, so, that's kickoff. That's exactly why you play the game. You play all 48 minutes of the game in order to get that uh, final score put on the board. As you said, though, for the uh, Pintos, the last five years they've had uh, all but one year had losing records. Last year they were 6-4. and four. The other ones ranged from 1-9, and 0-10, 1-9, and 2-8. And and As ball is going to be kicked end over end, Morris will take it going back at his own five-yard line. He'll take it straight up the middle across the 15-20. He's got a seam across the 30, spun around there, and that's where, where the Eagles will take up shop again. This return game has been very good for the Eagles. They found seams, found opportunities been able to uh, make the most of them. 
Yeah, great job finding the seam and hitting it hard and keep at it, uh, just like Coach Tracy said in the pregame. Hit that seam, hit it hard, and some good things will happen. So the Eagles will have the ball first as they set up shop, as they'll have twin receivers either way. Again, we see this, we see them run this a lot. They'll send one in motion. That's Morris. Stillman will pitch it off to Bowles, trying to get to the corner, stretching it out. He's across the line of scrimmage. Does a nice move, makes two men miss, and he's got a first down. First play of the game, goes for 11 yards, moves the chains. That was actually pretty good defense by the Pentos there. They had a couple guys out there, but they didn't. They failed to wrap up, and Bowles did a good job keeping his feet going and split the two of them and got a real nice game. Well, thankfully, he had a lot of room to work with. That ball was on the far hash. He was able to stretch it all the way across the field. Trip receivers here on the near side. They'll send Baden Glass in motion, fake it to him, give it back to Bowles. He'll go up the middle. It'll be pushed back, but it looks like his forward progress will get him. Thought initially to line of scrimmage, but they're going to say he lost about a yard. Yeah, we faked to the, the wide receiver in motion, Baden Glass, and we went straight up the middle, and that play has been running, doing pretty good for us when we were winning those games against Osage and Eldon and so forth. But that time, great defensive penetration, especially by number 58. Um, got in there and caused some ruckus. So that'll bring up a second and long now, second and 11. As twin receivers either way, Stillman will drop back, looking across the middle, and almost threaded the needle, was looking for Kellen Ash, the sophomore. Thought maybe one of the Pintos got a hand on it, but... It falls out of his grasp, and it'll bring up quickly a third down. Third in the U.S. right. That's what it needed to be. Um, good defense there. The, got a crazy tall linebacker there, it seems like. And uh, like I said, does not quite throw the needle what it needed to be on that one. Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't have the, the uh, stats listed for him, but he is rather tall. There's a couple of them that are on the taller side. So third and 11 now as the Eagles go right to left on your media center, your app. Still going to roll to the far side. Has a receiver and just threw an interception. His route was jumped and picked off just shy of the 50-yard line. So it'll be a turnover on the first INT of the game. Yeah, two things were at play right there. Number one, they rolled Hayden out to the right. He didn't get a chance to get his feet very set. Second was... The Pentos only rushed three linemen. That means eight people back, and it was just well covered. It was a good, good call by their defensive coaches, and that caused the interception. So California will take over on the 49-yard line, their own 49-yard line, as Kalen Kruger, the senior, he will drop back to pass, looking near side, has some pressure, steps up, still on his feet, moving around. He'll hit his receiver across the 40. That'll be a new set of downs. We'll see who came up with that football. Looks like that is Drake Sloop with the catch. Yeah, it's great to have a senior quarterback who's been starting for three three seasons. He just he got a little bit of pressure, stepped a little bit to the left, he hung in there tight, had his feet planted well through a strike. They'll hand it off to their running back. That's Dunaway. He's up the middle. He'll have short yardage there. Yeah, good penetration by the defensive line. Good fill by the linebackers. Not much there. To me, California seems to be a, a better team on offense when they're in some sort of a passing, when they're passing, because uh, Cricker's really good. He can make a decision to run run off the uh, if he wants well, to. They're very quick. Already underway as ball snapped. A, a quick little screen pass off to Shaloup as that goes... We'll see maybe a yard or two that he gains, but I believe I saw a flag in there, and I do, and it's going to be a holding call against the Pintos, so they will back up here. So they're guilty of grabbing somebody on the way by, so that play 
will stand for not. Hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Mike Freese. As 10-08 left on the clock here in the first quarter, neither team has scored yet. Both teams having the ball one time here as Eagles threw an interception for the Pintos. This is their first possession of the game. So we'll be a second and 18 now. Empty backfield for Kruger. He'll send one in motion. And they'll give it on the end around. Now they'll keep it himself. He'll be sandwiched quickly at the line of scrimmage. Big Sam Hampton there eating some lunch. I think you owned some cheeseburgers from a few weeks ago. Uh, good thing no one has uh, caught up, caught me on that yet. But, yeah, you called it right. Sam Hampton did a great job of shedding his his blocker and stood up uh, Mr. Kruger, and Baden Glass did a good job coming in to mop it up. So good team Good team play that time. Sam Hampton listed six foot, two hundred and eighty pound senior. I was watching him in pregame warmups, and he is rather agile for being as uh, two hundred and eighty pounds. As third down play, backing up is Kruger looking downfield. Has his receiver who dives for it at the twenty-five yard line. He's got the catch. That's Trevor Myers, and he'll move the chains. Picks up about twenty. What a great throw! He got his feet set. He was very, very confident, very calm in the pocket. We were starting to get a little bit of pressure on him. He threw a strike. Again, because he had his feet set. And we had good coverage on that time, Morris did. But this perfect pass. They will quickly go again, as uh, Coach talked about. They go quickly up there, still on his feet. And it'll be another set of downs. as close to 15 yards picked up there. Yeah, if you haven't noticed uh, the Columbia media a couple weeks ago, you you saw news stories of how the coach from California, best buddies with uh, Conyers at, at Hallsville. So, you know, they both kind of do a lot of things similar. And uh, playing fast is one of them. So we'll be a first and goal opportunity pass is to their receiver, and he gets in there trying to check it is. That's Drake Sloop, and he gets in from about six yards out. And that's good for a touchdown for the Pintos. Talk about throwing a dart and a strike there. That was it. Good coverage by the Eagles. As soon as he caught the ball, tackled before he got his feet on the ground, but fantastic job by the receiver of holding on to the ball and fighting through the tackle for the touchdown. So Sloop gets credit for a six-yard touchdown, as we'll see. Looks like they're going to go for two here, so California takes the early lead on a six-yard touchdown pass from Kruger to Sloop. So they will try two-point conversion. They give it to their big man. He's rumbling, stumbling. He is not going to get in. As that is probably the biggest running back we've seen in high school football so far to date. The biggest I've seen for a while. So that two-point uh, conversion fails. So it still does give California the six-nothing lead. We'll cause and take a pause and take a break as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie!
Well, back to receive the kickoff, Chase Morris, as well as Bradley Smith. After the interception is turned into six points. That gives the Pintos a six to nothing lead as we played just over three minutes here. Clock says 8.49 left to go here in this opening period. High end over end kick will be taken on the near side by Morris about his 10. He'll take it straight up the middle. Has a little bit of seam. He's got it the far side. He might take it to the house. He's across midfield. Has a block. Has one man to beat. He's going to be at the 40, the 30. Make him miss. He's still on his feet at the 10. Five touchdown. He takes it 90 yards to the house and ties the ball game up in one play. Well, I think we're going to see some squib kicks from now on. I think uh, Eagles have proven the last couple of weeks that they can return kickoffs pretty well. So it's certainly been a good strength for both Morris. Is that his second? That is his second. Both return men now having two kicks taken to the house as he takes that. 90 yards, ties the ball game up. The PAT could give a one-point lead in favor of the Eagles. Salter's kick is up and good. And on that kickoff return of 90 yards, the Eagles take the lead at 7-6. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwalk Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwalk Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. What a way for the Eagles to answer. Take that kick 90 yards and take the lead at 7-6. I'll take a minute here to collect my foxes. Morris takes it 90 yards to the house. All All right, so the Eagles... Lead now at 7-6. Salter has the football teed up. He will kick a bouncing kick. Bounced at the 20, taken by the return man about the 12. He'll be working near side, runs into some traffic. He'll go outside. That's Caden Bax returns it. Not real good return there. Yeah, got him dancing side to side. Whenever you can get someone taking a step side to side and slow down, usually dead to right. So good job by the kickoff team. Stay in their lanes making the return man to stop and think of where he wanted to go. So we'll be spotted on the 28-yard line. That's where the Pintos will take over on that kick return. Kruger has a low snap there. He'll get it. He'll throw to the corner, and that's going to be undercut. The Eagles are going to intercept it as coming up with it. Is that Bradley Smith? That is Bradley Smith getting the INT. That was a wounded duck. He camped under it. He got it. That's exactly what the Eagles need to do to answer this. Yeah, good, really fortunate time. The, the ball came out a little off. I don't know if it was tipped or not, like you mentioned, but it certainly was a wounded duck. Uh, their guy had a couple steps on, her, on our defense. So thankfully, 
the uh, pass was a little, little errant and huge play down. So the Eagles will take over at the 49-yard line, their own 49-yard line. They lead 7-6, to six, looking to capitalize on these mistakes. Again, going right to left on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. Quick pass, looking downfield, just out of the hands of Morris as he couldn't get turned around quick enough to locate that, try to put a hand on it. I don't know if it was if he ran the right route or not. Uh, the ball was behind him, so... And he had he had the opening to, to thread it in front of him. He had he had no pressure, so he had a good chance to get his feet set. But this uh, well was thrown behind him. So we'll bring up a second and ten here. Again, ball at the 49-yard line. Twin receivers either way. Stillman in shotgun. He'll send one in motion. That's Morris. They'll give it to Bowles. He's quickly got five yards. Makes one man miss with a stiff arm. He'll be tripped up after about a five six-yard gain. So we'll bring up third and short. Yeah, nice job. Pulled our offside left guard that time. Uh, fake to the left, and off to the right. Good counter, good pull, good block, good hole. Good play, team. Clock rolling under eight minutes to go here in this opening quarter. One-point ball game, 7-6 to six in favor of the Eagles as they're looking to continue this drive. They've got third and three. They did cross midfield, ball at the 44-yard line of the Pintos. And they'll send Baden Glass in motion, give it to Bowles up the middle. Actually faked me out as pitch is off to Glass. He's got the first down. As nice job of Stillman to just sell that and all the way. I thought he'd given it to Bowles, but instead he keeps it himself on the option, makes the read, pitches it off to uh, Glass, who picks up the first down. Yeah, great option that time. Uh, the, the defensive line got some penetration, so they went after the, the fake to the fullback, and then that made Hayden pitch the ball. And Hayden gives a good job. Just nice pitch, good read, good pitch, good catch. Nice, uh, what, four or five-yard gain. Yeah, I think he picks up four, four and a half yards, but he needed three. So new set of downs here for the Eagles to work with. Clock stopped at seven and a half minutes to go here in the first quarter as we have movement. And unfortunately, it's going to be against the Eagles as... Yeah, the defensive line for the Pintos, the nose guard kind of shifted to the right. And that caused one of our guys to uh, to move. Got to know that counts. So it was a first and 10. Now it'll be a first and 15 again. The Eagles have to win by 13 or more points tonight in order to secure the home playoff game next week. So first and 15 now. Stillman again in shotgun has bowls behind him. He'll look on the far side now looking downfield. Has his receiver and overthrows everybody. Was looking for his 5'11", 165-pound senior wearing number 17 in Tate John. Well covered there that time. We, we tried to fake. Uh, looks like the running back went to the wrong side of him because the fake was to the right. The running back ran to the left. So not sure if that was a little bit of miscommunication there. but It was a fake on the fake. Yeah, fake on the fake. Um, good pass coverage by the offensive line that time. He had plenty of time to throw it. Just well covered. Well, most importantly, Stillman put that where either his receiver could catch it or nobody could catch it. So second and 15, Stillman again in shotgun, two receivers either way. They'll give it to Bowles that time. He's got five yards. He'll be tackled after about a five-yard gain. That's where he's thrown down near the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, good initial hole there. He hit the hole hard and kept his feet moving, and nice six-yard gain. So they do give him six yards. His momentum fell forward, picked up. Another yard, so we'll bring up a third and nine. Again, clock rolling with seven minutes to go here in this opening period. Blake Gasway here with you, joined by Mike Freeze here on the Show Me Sports Network, exclusive home for Eagles football. We've been here all season long and look to bring many, many more seasons on the air. They'll send 
One in motion. Again, that's Morris. They'll pitch it off to Bowles. He cuts it up the middle. Makes one man miss. Still on his feet around the first down. And Morris, he's at the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. He takes it from 40 yards out and gives that lead a little more cushion for the Eagles. Just a real simple blocking scheme that time. Didn't pull anybody. Just fired off the guy. Did a good job of hooking the end. They, they were on a four-man line that time. Did a good job of hitting. The, and more importantly, did a good job of keeping his feet going after he got the first contact. Excellent play. That's a good example right there. To watch it on film, Will the Pintos is somebody tried to arm tackle him, and he just ran right through that and gets into the end zone 40 yards later. Salter will come on to try the PAT. Snap is down. Kick is up. Kick is blocked. That's, I believe, the first one he's missed in uh, a long time, possibly since the first game of the season. So that PAT, no good. However, the Eagles still have the lead at 13-6. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care El Salter will have it teed up high in the rim kick will be taken once again by Bax as he'll work it here on the near side and he'll be tripped up quickly as he's met near the 25-yard line. Yeah, nice deep kick, good coverage. That time the return man did try to find a seam, but well covered by the Eagles. So the Pintos will have it. We'll see. They mark it at the 27-yard line. So that's where the Pintos will start this drive as they work left to right on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. They give a handoff quickly up the middle with it is Dunaway, and he will be tackled after about an eight-yard gain. Looked like he had chances to maybe break that, but he was corralled rather quickly. Yeah, the difference between our last touchdown and, there, and that last play there is we did a good job, better job wrapping up, taking to the ground. So again, quickly underway. Again, Dunaway. Actually, that's a new ball carrier in. I'll check that in just a second like Ian Peterson did a yeah. good job. Yeah, Peterson steps in. He'll pick up a new set of downs. That's a good change of back, good change of pace there. As Kruger again, quickly, give it on the hand up straight up the middle and about a three-yard, two, three-yard gain by Dunaway. The problem that we almost ran into the Eagles, we're trying to tra get some uh, substitutes in and uh, the refs were very kind by not throwing a flag in that last play. There's a flag there. Dunaway has it. He'll be tripped up at the line of scrimmage. He'll pick up maybe yard, yard and a half. So the Eagles got to be really quick tonight. They want to get some substitutes, get him in, ready to run in, basically right when the play is 
The ball carry has fallen to the ground. So it is a holding call against California, so that will back him up. That is something that in a pregame conversation with head coach Trent Tracy that he talked about that they worked on was basically you give California about 10 seconds from the time the play is completed until the time they're rolling the next play is right about 10 seconds. So they have to be quickly to the line. They have to be quickly set. They have to get the substitutions in quickly as well. No doubt. We are, we are, we are very Got a good favorable call by the referee, referees the two plays ago. So Kruger will be in shotgun again. He'll have a receiver in his left hip pocket, a wide receiver split far out as they'll hand it off. Dunaway has it. He's got breakaway speed across midfield. He'll be caught there after he picks up about 15 yards on the play. Yeah, like I said, he's got good speed for a kind of a, a bowling ball type of a runner. You know, he's not uh, very long. He's, he's, got, he's got low center of gravity. He hits the hole hard, and a tough guy to tackle. So they'll throw it out here, wide open receiver. That's Schloop with it. He's got nearly six, seven yards before he's thrown down. Just quick pass play, just a simple curl to number 22. He's got good sure hands and a nice strike as usual. So again, quickly up the middle, this team just does not... Mess around when they run plays. Yeah, good job by Sam Hampton that time. He basically he's playing against a pretty good-sized guy. Fought him off and was able to tackle the guy for a short loss or a short uh, game. Did end up picking up the first down. Peterson has the ball carry that time. He'll pick up uh, right about, uh, we'll say, eight yards, seven yards there. And you start to see this offense quickly picking up pace. They're subbing. Peterson and Dunaway in the game as Kruger gets the snap. Has some pressure, has to roll to the far side. Now step up in the pocket. He's going to have to keep it himself. He's got the corner, and he'll have down near the first down marker as he runs over one of the student managers down there, and he will pick up enough for the first down. She she bounced back up like a champ. Nice she did. Job. She did. You're right about that. But uh, you can see he's got Kruger's just got excellent feet, feet work there. Always kept it. He stayed in the pocket, moved up, moved, moved to the right, got around. Just all around real nice uh, real nice play for him. Dunaway in the backfield. Kruger has the shotgun snap. He'll fake it as he gives a handoff up the middle to Dunaway. Did that handoff with one hand through with the other hand, trying to get the defense questioning what he was doing. Well covered. Well, good job with the defensive line. Um, that was a great play where you, you got to get low on that guy. The initial hit was up high. It's one hand to the jersey on the shoulder pad, and that's not enough to take him down. So they'll send a receiver in motion from the far side, keeping it himself as Kruger. He'll take it up the middle, but really nowhere for him to run with it. He'll pick up maybe two. Yeah, well covered by the, the, the linebacker, so a good job of scraping to the hole. It just wasn't much room there, much green grass for him to try to work it upfield. He'll get the snap. He'll give it to Dunaway again around the corner. He's going to be taken down inside the 10. He'll move the chains. Seen a lot of substitutions on the defensive line by the Eagles, and uh, I think it's kind of tough to, for them to get set because they go so fast. Like right now, they're ready. They're reloaded. So it's first and goal at the 8-yard line. They'll give it up the middle. Untouched to the end zone is Peterson on an 8-yard touchdown run. Great job by the offensive line there. They um, did a great job of blocking, spreading out, and in the whole middle it was wide open. He went in untouched. So very impressive drive after the Eagles touchdown. Peterson takes it in from eight yards out. 
He just made that look too easy. They will try for a PAT. As on will be their kicker. They got to run somebody on late, so somebody wasn't paying attention to on the play clock, one on the play clock. They're either going to have to burn a timeout or take a delay a game, and they will take a delay a game. That's a mental mistake right there by the Pintos. He might hear about that later. There's a real good possibility. So they get it, reset, as that was a that was a 13-yard drive. Let me try that again. A 13-play drive and encompassed 73 yards. Left-footed kicker. We'll come on here, snap is down, kick is up. Looks like kick is good, and it is. And that ties us up at 13 apiece here with 3.25 left to go here in this opening quarter. We'll pause and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh-huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Uh-huh. I know a guy. You know an agent too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573 761 3405. Well, Mike, what do you think the odds are we will see uh, we'll see them kick to either Chase or Bradley? I will be very, very shocked. I hope they do, but I agree. I would be shocked if they actually do try to kick it deep here. As now, I believe this is back-to-back-to-back weeks that the Eagles, at least two, I know, but possibly three, that they have returned a kick to the house. I believe they've had them at 70 yards, two at 80 Maybe one at 82 at 90. I can't remember the numbers, but either way, they have been busy back returning kicks, and they will do a squid kick that will bounce and go out of bounds. So I think under the circumstances, we'll take that. We'll start our offense there. I think both teams are probably pretty happy with that. They don't get a return for a touchdown, and we get the ball at the 35, 40-yard line. So they will spawn it. 35. Yep, at the 35, where they do when the kick goes out of bounds. So they will walk upfield. A little slower pace here as uh, the officials, they're getting a good workout tonight as quickly as the Pintos like to work it downfield. So the Eagles will have it at their own 35-yard line. We're tied at 13 apiece here with 325 left to go here in this opening quarter. Twin receivers either side as Stillman will be in shotgun. They'll send... Evans in motion. They'll give it to him. Actually, Stillman kept it, and he's going to be taken down in the backfield. Yeah, fantastic play by their left defensive end. They're only they're only sitting the line with four most of the game so far, keeping their linebackers back most of the time. But fantastic, he was not fooled at all by the fake. It does go for a two-yard loss. Again, twin receivers either way. Stillman 
We'll be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. Looking downfield. Quick pass out to his receiver, who's got close to the first down yardage before he is tripped up out of bounds. We'll see who that was. I believe that was uh, Tate John catching that. Yeah, beautiful play call that time. Starting to see the Pintos kind of backing off a little bit on their in the defensive secondary. Again, they're only sending four, so it's plenty of time for Hayden to get a good job of getting his feet set and throwing a strike. Just take what they give us. A ball spotted at the 46-yard line. They'll send Morris in motion. They'll give it to Bowles with a little misdirection. He'll be met at the line. Not much there. He tried to do some misdirection that time. Fake to the guy in motion, handoff, and uh, that's an excellent job by the Pintos defense. Filling up, including Mr. Kruger, who I believe was at all district as a, as a sophomore he, on defense. He has uh, he has some accolades to his credit, most he's definitely. A, he's a very talented player. I'm, I was interested to see how much he would play on defense because you don't see a lot of 3A quarterbacks play a lot on defense, so that might be an advantage to us. So it'll be a second and 10 here. Dropping back is Stillman. They try the screen pass, drop it off, but bust it up. And looks like it'll be for no gain as pass was completed to Bowles. And had nowhere for him to go with it. Yeah, Dunaway just read it perfectly. He saw the, the lineman kind of do the little fake. Oh, I got beat. And uh, came right in and was right there when the uh, running back got the ball. Well, if he does not make that tackle, though, that's probably going to go for 15, 20 yards, if not to the house. No doubt. So Dunaway able to bust that up. Again, twin receivers. Third and 10 here. Stillman will be in shotgun. And now it'll be third and 15. Hard count got his own offensive lineman. <laughs> so we'll back up here as soon as the official tracks down the football. They'll back him up here. So we'll bring up a third and 15 now ball on the 41-yard line. They've got to get to the 44-yard line of the Pintos to pick up a new set of downs. Clock rolling a minute, 10 left here. In this opening quarter, we're tied at 13 apiece. Stillman will drop back on this third down play, looking across the field, overthrew everybody. Check that overthrew his receiver. It was intended for Tristan McKee and almost into the hands of one of the Pintos. Yeah, that probably should have been caught by the Pintos there, so lucky play. Good luck for us. Uh, just real simple, Pintos are playing basically man-on-man. They got no safeties back, which means that we just need to catch the ball. Good throw, good catch, and we could go to the house. So Stillman will punt yeah. it as that one was off his side of his foot and partially blocked as well, I believe. And either way, that goes for a short punt. We'll see where the officials stop at as they run upfield here. Well, Peyton has kicked the ball pretty well most of the year. Can't get them all, unfortunately. He did have pressure in his face, so I would be back there running for my life most likely rather than even thinking about trying to get the kickoff. So ball spotted. It's touching the 50-yard line. As Eagles move their defense around a little bit, they've got wide receivers galore. Now they back one in the backfield. As Kruger will drop back, has some pressure. He's going to have to step up. He's rolling to the near side. He's throwing to a wide-open receiver for the first down and more. As with it, he is done is done away, and he moves it from the 50 all the way down near the 20. Yeah, good pressure that time by the Eagles' defensive line. They got some pressure on Kruger. And what he's capable of doing, he steps up, acts like he's going to run. He's got great vision, saw his, his uh, number two wide open in the middle of the field. 
Dunaway will get the carry this time. He tries to cut it back inside, but he is quickly cut down, and there's going to be a flag for a late hit. I don't know if that was as much of a late hit on the tackle as somebody getting tripped up, but we will see what the official call is. So they are going to say that that was the call. You know, good play by Tyler Mange there. Good job of shedding his blocker. Good job staying with a good attack. Good job wrapping up because, again, number two, as we've seen so far, he can run over and run through your tackle, so you got to make it count. So this defense will be called upon again. 33.6 seconds left here in this opening quarter. We're tied at 13 apiece. Ball spotted at the nine-yard line, so first and goal at the nine as the Pintos will have it. Kruger will be in shotgun, and his right hip pocket will be done away. I'll have a receiver, two on the far side. They'll have one here split out on the near side. They'll have a wing as well, so now they're going to change up how they want. So now instead of being in the right hip pocket, in the left hip pocket is done away. As soon as the officials get set, I don't know if they're having a problem with the... Uh, Yard marker down there. Looks like they're trying to mess with the chain. It actually, it looks like maybe the, did the chain come it's, apart maybe? It's not quite right. It looked like it was between the two chains. It was what, about six yards or so? So not exactly sure what the issue is, but the officials are down having a conversation with the chain crew. There we go. Well, now they will. Oh, that's what they're doing. Okay, so so they're so they're second just short. Yeah, it'll yeah. be second and very very short here after it's all said and done. So somebody didn't get the memo about what was supposed to happen, but the officiating crew doing an outstanding job getting it set. As Dunaway will get it straight up the middle. He's across and into the end zone. Takes it in from ten yards out, and that gives the lead back to the Pintos. That's a good example of you just count the numbers. How many guys are in the box in the defense? That time we had seven. Seven is a good number to run against. And sure enough, big hole in the left-hand side. Good job by their offensive line. Got into the end zone untouched for a 10-yard touchdown. Well, Dunaway has some good vision, too, as he saw where he could cut that straight up the middle and take it into the end zone. Come on to try the PAT. Side kick is up, it's long enough, it's straight enough, and it is good enough. So that caps off a 50-yard drive that took just three plays. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. We are state tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Twenty-five point four seconds left here in this first half. 
as the Pintos lead by a score of 20 to 13. This game, a must-win game for the Eagles if they want to have a home playoff game next week. As deep back will be Smith and Morris, the dangerous return men for the Eagles. Hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast again here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. As that one will be a side-winding kick, Morris will take it. Well, after he goes back 10 yards, he'll take it at the 10. He's trying to work the far side. He's got a wall of blue jerseys, and he will be spun around and taken down at the 10. So that time, that worked to give a pooch kick as Morris could not take it on the run. Nice pooch, pooch kick to land in front of our Eagles guy. And like we said so many times during the year, since it's not a round ball, it doesn't necessarily bounce in a particular predictable way. And so great kick, great uh, coverage. And that time he was going side to side, could not find, didn't have a chance to find a seam. We've got Lucky several times this season picking up those kicks on a bounce. That time not so much. As twin receivers both stacked one behind the other, they'll give it straight up the middle with it. Is Bolt, or that's Smith rather, and he's off to the races as he cuts back in near side. Now he's across the 50. He'll be waist tackled across the 45. Nice job of him to take it 40 yards and get on the other side of the 50. However, we've got a player injured. Looks like we got offensive lineman down, but that was another good chance, a good, a good example of what the Pentos did against us. Discount the numbers. We took two guys on each side, spread them out as far as possible. They, they left six people inside the box. Whenever you got six, you definitely want to run. And that's what they did. So good play call, good hard running at the middle. Did a good job of making the first person miss, run to the tackle. And nice, good game. Well, they also had them stacked up one behind the other as uh, getting up. That is Jonas Sapp, the 6'1", 250-pound senior. He was laying flat on his back, but he's going to get up and walk off under his own power. So hopefully, maybe just, hopefully we don't want to speculate, but yeah, maybe he just got the wind knocked out of himself or something that he'll go out for a play and get to come back in as uh, the senior having a great senior year, doing a nice job playing on both sides of the ball. Had a nice opportunity to get to know his mom this season. She's the team photographer as well, so she's been hooking us up with photos to use for our game day graphics and such, and we appreciate that as play clock down to 2-1. That will take us to the end of the quarter. After one quarter of play, it's been an interesting game so far. The Pintos lead 20-13. to 13. We'll pause to be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. Well, the first quarter comes to a close as it is 20 to 13 in favor of the California Pintos. 
So now instead of working right to left, the Eagles will work left to right on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. Blake Gazzle here with you. Hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast. Joined by Mike Freeze. Missed you last week. It's a whole lot harder to call a game by yourself, and it's not nearly as interesting, I don't think. <laughs> but I know you had, uh, I think you had a way better time than we had. I had a great time last weekend. So a new set of downs here is handoff to Smith. He'll work at the far side. He'll pick up decent yardage, about three, four yards there. Yeah, good job that time running behind the left side. Uh, Aiden Boyce was in for Jonas Sapp. Aiden's been playing a decent amount this year. The Coach Tracy and the coaching staff has always done a pretty good job of getting the sophomores and juniors in that haven't had a lot of playing time in throughout the early in the year. And that way when they're called upon and needed, they're able to do a good job and they're not nervous at all. So nice job by Aiden there. Get a nice block for a decent little game. So twin receivers either way again stack them up one behind the other. As in the backfield will be Smith. Stillman drops back looking far side. He's throwing it up for grabs and just overthrew everybody was in the area of McKee and just threw out of his outreached hands. Also another receiver over there sort of in the vicinity. Definitely a little too close to, for comfort there. But a good job by the defense there. They had a well covered and Hayes did a good job when he notices the, the good coverage because you usually will notice that stuff pretty early in the play. Throwing it where only his guy could get it, if at all. So, so we'll bring up a third down. Unofficially, I have Southern Boone at two of four on third downs. This will be fourth, or excuse me, third downs. This will be third down number five. As they'll have a receiver on the far side in motion. They'll give it to the end around. That's to Glass. He does a nice job cut inside, but his legs quickly cut under him. He'll lose a couple yards to be back to what was the original line of scrimmage. Really elected to play at number one on the Pinto side. Did another good job that time. He got upfield. Deep as the ball is what you always teach your ends. He did the, he did exactly that. Got a, got a couple hands on uh, Baden that time to slow him down. And that allowed for his linebackers to come up and uh, mop up the play. But good job, number one. He's, he's had a couple really good plays so far. So it does bring up a fourth and ten now. As the Eagles will load up here on the near side, Stillman will give a little pooch kick, and he got well under that. That'll bounce at the 10, bounce at the, the uh, 2, and go into the end zone. So we will be a touchback, as might be kind of making up for that previous kick that he had partially blocked. Don't see any flags out on the field, so it looks like we will change possessions here on that punt, as we'll just keep it right here. Again, hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast that you have all season long here on the Show Me Sports Network. We've enjoyed bringing you coverage. We'll have the district game next week. Obviously, we got to get through this week to see where we'll be at and who we'll be facing. But for the Eagles, if they can win and win by at least 13, they will have a home playoff game. So ball will be on the 20-yard line. That's where the Pintos will take over. We have flags and whistles and a false start. So back up the Pintos. So what would have been a first and 10 now is a first and 15. They will be back on their own 15-yard line. This game has been uh, really plagued with penalties on both sides. As pass intended for nobody, as Kruger just checks that into the 25-yard line. On the turf. I don't know who he was intended that to, but uh, that was well, not an accurate the throw. the receiver ran the wrong route or the quarterback thought he was going to run Something. a different route. So, lucky for them that it wasn't uh, intercepted or anything. Yeah, there was just nobody in the area. 
Kruger will hand it off quickly up the middle. That's Peterson, and he'll have about eight, nine yards before he's tackled. Rolls in on the tackle. Another example where the numbers were low in the box on defense, so where do you want to run? They don't give him as good a spawn as I thought they would. So it'll be third down and seven. Clock rolling 10-10 here before halftime. Kruger will throw to the far side, has his receiver. They're trying to run a little screen pass, and he'll pick up four or five yards. I believe that was Schloop on the catch, and he'll be short of the first down marker. Yeah, not a bad play, uh, about three yards short. Seemed like the, the ball took forever to get out there, so that was a little bit of a risky play, but good job of the defense, had it well covered. That's a play where you let the... You let your wide receiver block the person in front of you, and hopefully that's enough to, to make the second person miss. But good job by the Eagles. So we'll bring up a fourth and about two, maybe two and a half, as Bradley Smith will go back as they are a putt formation. High snap, but the punter goes back on the ladder and gets it as that's a short punt, lands inside between the uh, – 40 and 45, and then immediately takes a right-hand curve and goes out of bounds. What a fantastic catch that was. He just hung in the air, was able to put a hand on it and keep it from going over his head. Yeah, two more inches, and could be a good chance to get a touchdown for the Eagles on that time. So the punt will give it back to the Eagles as they will take over on the 42-yard line of California. They trail 20 to 13, 9-17 left to go here before halftime. As the Eagles will have twin receivers either way. As they'll give it quickly up the middle, second effort almost broke away was Smith, but somebody had a hold of the back of the jersey and he could not get away from it. He apparently didn't bring, that's Bulls rather, Kate. He didn't have his breakaway jersey on tonight. Yeah, that was uh, number one, Trevor Myers. Again, just a fantastic job. You know, wasn't, wasn't blocked that time or not blocked very well. Strong enough to get one hand on him to really slow him down plenty. Good news for Jonah Sapp. He is back in there, so good good to see Jonah back in there. Well, that run goes for a loss of two yards. It'll be second and 12. They'll send Morris in motion on the far side. And we have whistles. And we'll have a legal procedure. So we'll back up. Fourth penalty for Southern Boone. Looks like they were getting ready to send an outside linebacker at that time, so I think that's what caused the the movement by, I believe, our wide, uh, a wide receiver at that time. So now it'll be second and 17, ball at the 49-yard line. Clock is rolling as 8.30, nearing 8.30 to go here in this first half. Twin receivers either way. In shotgun will be Stillman. He'll send Morris in motion. Looks like probably the same play as they'll throw it over to Morris. He's got some room to work with it. He's back to the original line of scrimmage. Again, just a nice little screen pass, but the defense, I think, was anticipating that. Yeah, good, good quick screen pass. The pass was quick and got there quickly. Nice pass, caught him on the run to where he can make a move, and he did make the first guy miss. So I guess that's a good play by both sides. Nice uh, five-yard gain or so. And one of the linebackers came shooting through there, swiping at the ball, was unable to connect, but he knew exactly what was going on. So to bring up a third and 12, as again, wins either way. Stillman in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He'll fake the handoff. Has some pressure looking downfield. He has Tate. John just overthrows him by about three yards. Looks like Tate ran it out and up. 
And basically, the defensive player got fooled on the out, and Tate was wide open on the up. About a good step or two, just overthrown. That was just over his head. As the senior sprinting downfield, Tate John just unable to come down with it in his hand as it was just too far out there. So they're maybe going to go for it, thought about it, but they're instead going to give a little pooch kick as it'll bounce at the 15. It'll go at the 10, inside the 5. It'll be down inside near the 2-yard line. So Stillman redeems himself there with that punt. Yeah, great punt that time. Good job by Tate John to get down there to make sure the ball did not go into the end zone. Yeah, he streaked down there and was able. I think it maybe would have went out of bounds, but you know what? I don't want to take that chance as that's way too close for comfort. So I agree 100% on the seniors' part to grab that at the two. If it would have went out, it probably would have been about the one-yard line. But, you know, at this point, I'm not going to take any chances, and I'm just going to down it right there at the two instead of at the one. So Kruger in shotgun. He'll give it to his back quickly up the middle. He's done away, and uh, looks like he got no gain. Not much there. No push by the offensive line. I think they gave him a yard on that, but still, we'll take that all day. So, yeah, I guess they do officially give him maybe three-quarters of a yard. It'll bring up. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not nine yards, and it's not ten, so it's somewhere in between there. So either way, it's second and long. As Kruger will be in shotgun, has wide receivers galore. They've got an empty backfield. He'll drop back, has some pressure, has to scramble. Still on his feet. He's going to get it out of his hands somehow. As they were toying around with the safety right there, was not really anywhere close to his receiver to be able to catch it, but at least it was in the neighborhood. Yeah, it was about five yards away. I believe that was definitely a called quarterback draw that time, um, which looked like it was going to work due to the fact we only had six people Six and six men in the box, but uh, great job of the Eagles. I believe it was Tyler Hilder that they got back in there. So good job, Tyler, to cause him to do something he didn't want to do, and they lucked out. So Kruger in shotgun. He'll fake it. Now he's got some pressure. He's got to step up again. Tripped up quickly, but still on his feet, and he'll get second, third effort, and he'll be at the 15-yard line. They had him short inside the five, but he was able to break out of shoestring tackles and move the chains. Yeah, if the, if the draw to the left doesn't work, try a draw to the right. That's what they did. Draw to the right, and he made the first person uh, you know, miss or he ran through the first tackle, so good job by Kruger. Dunaway takes it straight up the middle. He'll be across the 15. He'll pick up short yardage. They'll say he picks up about three, four yards there. Man, this team plays fast. That's exactly what I was going to say. Quickly, they're already on the ball, ready to go. Kruger gets it. He'll he'll give it to Dunaway. He's across the first wave, now into the second wave of the defense, across the 30. He'll be spun around. He's trying to dive towards that 35-yard line. He'll be just shy, but either way, he's going to pick up 10-plus yards, move the chains. Good tough running by the Pentos that time. Again, they're just playing the numbers, and that's all the time I get to talk. Six. 10 and counting on the clock as Kruger gives it to Peterson on a little delay handoff. He'll have short yardage. Good play by Baton last that time. He was left unblocked. So whenever you're left unblocked at defensive end, it's, it's almost like you're in no man's land. Why do they leave me unblocked? But he did a fantastic job staying deep and made, made a good sound tackle. Second and seven is again delayed handoff to Peterson working near side. He'll Squirt forward for a couple. He'll reach forward as he falls down, pick up a couple more. 
Looks like they drained the same play again, so there's something they saw they liked on the last one. So it'll be third and five as Kruger will look over. They'll all look over to see if they're going to call a different play. They will not. He'll have four ride receivers. He'll pass it over here quickly to Schloop, and he'll be ushered out of bounds. We'll see where they spot him. He's going to be just short. Nice job again running just a quick little screen pass. That is very tough to defend. So they are going to go for it here on fourth down. It's fourth and short, fourth and one, as they'll give it to Peterson, and he's met initially, but looks like his second effort is going to get him two yards, move the chains. Nice effort by Aiden Young there. That's a freshman out there, guys. Aiden Young is a freshman out there. Did a great job fighting off his initial blocker. Made a good tackle, but unfortunately for him, uh, they only needed a yard. That's what they got. He's listed at 205 pounds, just needed a little bit more weight behind him, and I think he has an opportunity to hold him there for no gain. But we do have a timeout called here. He's done a great job in the weight room, from what I've been told. You know, he came into the high school program. He was that basketball player guy, the guy that would travel all over the Midwest and played a lot of basketball. He's very, very good at it. Basketball players don't always work well well on the football field but he's done a great job putting on some weight and he's been looking good this year that's not his first time he's played he's gotten good plays in throughout the season again coach tracy and his coaching staff they make an effort to get the, the young guys in early in the season that way when they play later in the year they're not they're not looking at deer looking at a headlight they know what they're doing and they can uh, react and act well aiden young listed at 6'2", 205 pounds, and that's a, uh, a good-looking 205 pounds. You said he's put on weight, but he's put on muscle. And uh, I see some big things in the future for that freshman, for sure. So it'll be a new set of downs. Ball spotted at the 45-yard line of the Pintos. They are having a second here before they spot the ball. 5'12 left on the play clock. Again, Pintos leading 20-13 to 13 here. In this game, the Eagles have to win. They have to win by 13. So they'll send one in motion. That's Schloop from the far side. He will not get the handoff as it's faked by Kruger, and he will be wrapped up at the line of scrimmage and pushed back. <laughs> Sam Hampton comes out of there with the football, but I'll say he gained a yard before they whistled the play dead. Yeah, good penetration by the, the entire line there. Donegan, number 56, 77, again, Max, or sorry, Sam. Don't get confused with his brother, Max. Sam did a good job there. So dropping back is Kruger. He's looking to pass it. He's looking downfield. Has a receiver off his hands and almost intercepted. Off the bounce and off the hands of Austin Evans. Just about came out of there with an acrobatic interception. Yeah, the wide receiver had the better position that time, but take John did a marvelous job of, of the last couple steps and getting there right where the ball was there. And uh, almost a chance for a catch. So third and nine now as Kruger again in shotgun. He'll give it to Dunaway. He'll start to the right. Now cut it back to the middle. Now he's making men miss right and left. And he's going to be off to the races at the 30, at the 20, at the 15. Still on his feet. He's going to be into the end zone for a 54-yard touchdown run. Just a hard run up the middle. Great blocking by their offensive line. No one touched him until about five, seven yards downfield. And again, short, stocky, bowling ball type of runner. And he's got some good speed to go with it too. So 
He was able to outrun the defensive secondary of the Eagles. That goes, as I said, a 54-yard touchdown run. By Dunaway. That caps off a 12-play, 98-yard drive. They will try for the PAT. This comes with 429 left in this second quarter. PAT is up and good. And that adds to the lead for the Pintos as they now lead by a score of 27-13. to We'll pause here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. So that caps off that 54-yard touchdown run, caps off a 98-yard 12-play drive and lengthens that lead for the Pintos as they lead 27-13. Smith and Morris deep back to receive this kick. Again, we'll see if they're actually going to kick to him or try to give a little squib kick. Morris on the far side, Smith here on the near side. Clock stopped, 429 left to go here before halftime. Little low squib kick is going to take a couple bounces. Morris will take it at about his 17-yard line. He'll work it up the middle. He has some room, but there's a flag coming in. Most importantly, when you see that, it's going against the return team. Probably 99 times out of 100. But, uh, yeah, it's nice, pretty good kick. Hit the ground slow, bounce up real high, give more time for the kickoff team to get down the field. But still, good return, though. He uh, it's a low go against Southern Boone. They say block in the back. Yeah. The other return man did a good job of getting in front of him. And 40-yard uh, yeah. line be pretty good. That, that penalty really wasn't even in, the, in, in play. But it still counts. So they'll keep backing up here as that play takes off quite a good return there. They end up spotting it at the 24-yard line. So the Eagles have to go 76 yards here in order to try to cut this 14-point lead down. Stillman will go up under center this time, has two backs in the backfield. They'll give it to the second man through, and did they say fumble? And they did, and the Pintos have recovered it. Yeah, they blitzed Kruger that time. He was lined up on the inside receiver, and at the very last blitz second, he came right in, unblocked the course, got his arm in there, and caused the fumble. It's almost payback for two years ago. That is an unfortunate break for That's the first time I recall seeing them blitz anybody from the outside like that, so it was good timing. We weren't expecting it. They take over on the 24-yard line. Peterson has it, and he's going to be across the 15 down near the 10-yard line. He does a nice job to make a couple-man miss, move the chains. It'll be a first and goal. Yeah, this is a real tough run that time. Uh, 
Peterson's a little bit taller than number two, but he's got some strength with him as well. So they spot him at the 12-yard line, so they can't get a first down here without getting in the end zone. As with it is Kruger, he's going to keep it himself. I think that was designed all the way. He'll pick up a couple yards. It sure looked to be designed the way. I think he might have had a quick option to pass out to the left in the flat if it was open quickly because um, he was kind of looking out that way, but he didn't like what he saw and decided to keep it and run up. And uh, Good job of the defense to keep him to a minimal game. Well, the unfortunate thing now is that the ball does go to the Pintos in the second half, and they're going to try to get to the end zone as with it is Peterson, and he's tripped up just shy of the goal line but does get a new set of downs. It's like it's first and goal at the one. And don't rest. They're going to have to have a timeout called. Oh, they called a timeout. So they, we would call a timeout. Pintos will call a timeout. That's with 3.31 left here in the second quarter. So we'll take a break as the Pintos lead 27-13. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Attention Eagles fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Southern Boone County by becoming a member of the Southern Boone Booster Club. Your gifts help provide all Southern Boone County athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Southern Boone Booster Club this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Southern Boone Booster Club or email them at sbcathleticboosters at gmail.com. Let's go Eagles! left on the clock here in the second quarter as timeout called by the Pintos. So they want to script up what they're going to do here. They have first and goal at the one-yard line. The way their offense moves, I assume they're calling several plays. Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. Forgot to stop my my spot there, so still haven't got it stopped. I'll get a ride in a minute. Now we're good. See, they get so fast, I screw up as well. So with it is Kruger. He's trying to push the pile, and I don't think the pile got in, but he tried to reach over it at least. Well, they, they handed it off to the big offensive line, so they're really trying to get the big guy some sort of glory in there. So they called a timeout to give him a chance on that. So they'll line up again. Bad and snap. Looks like, yeah, bad snap. It was... Not good from the get-go. Sometimes you get too fancy for your own good. But they're still keeping the big guy in there. At a fullback, they are under center for the... So up under center will be Kruger. They'll give it off again. And it looks like that time he will get in there. As that taken from one yard out... That was my big man, number 72, Ryan Welch. Don't have his weight or height, but he has been eating his Wheaties, to say the least. Yeah, he's a good 300 pounds plus. But, yeah, there's got to be some backstory on, on him that we don't know. Right, maybe, he is a senior. So. Maybe we'll figure it. We'll find out here one of these stoppage and plays. There haven't been very many, though. That's the problem. So they will come on to try the PAT. Looks like kick is up and kick is good. 
And with that, it makes it a 34-13 ball game. We'll pause here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Well, Smith and Morris will be back to receive the kick as their team now trails 34-13. They're standing back at their own 10-yard line. That was taken from one yard out. I think, Mike, you were investigating uh, what the story was on that? Oh, just a senior that uh, I guess has been a good hard worker the entire career, so they gave him a chance to get the big guy, uh, get get his name called. Obviously, linemen don't always get their name called, if you haven't noticed. Usually, well, usually when you get your name called as an offensive lineman, it's for bad things. So that'll be taken by McKee at the 20-yard line. He'll get about five, six, seven yards before he's met by a host of tacklers. Yeah, That does seem to be the way it is. You yeah. Know, even though, you know, running backs score, score touchdowns all by themselves, and quarterbacks get to throw the ball with plenty of time. There's nobody else out there, you know, helping them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Lyman, all right. Lyman that's get, okay. Linemen know better. <laughs> that's right. They're they're down in the trenches. They're working hard, but usually they get they only get spotted when they're doing something wrong. Well, if you haven't noticed in this broadcast, the linemen get as much, if not more, absolutely credit than the uh, the little skilled guys. So we'll be clock at 2.36 left here before halftime. It's 34-13 in favor of the Pintos. Stillman will have trip receivers far side, one near side. He'll pitch it off to Smith. He's trying to get the corner. Does a little stutter step. He's going the wrong direction, though, as he just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed, and he's going to lose yardage on that first down play. Yeah, the key word you said right there was stutter. I guess it's that two words, stutter step. Uh, basically nowhere to go. Good job by the Pintos. Staying in their lanes, getting some pressure. Good job by their defensive end, stringing it out. And he had nowhere to go. So Sutter step on a sweep or a toss play is not a good word. He was looking to try to maybe cut it outside, but just didn't have anywhere as he was trying to take it outside, but looking to, to maybe cut it back in, just not anywhere for him to go. As that will bring up again, second and long. They'll send a receiver in motion. Now they'll hand it to Smith up the middle. I believe, was that a flag coming in there, maybe? Ooh. Little play, little, well, all kinds of flags. as little shoving and pushing after the play. So a little extracurricular activity on both teams in this game. A must-win game for the Eagles. Get a little emotional out there. And, you know, we can't hear what's being said. We don't always see what happens in those scrums. But either way, there was no gain on the play, and the officials are going to have a conversation Probably be some offsetting here, you know, which would be, I think, thankful for us because it looked like one of our guys kind of pushed into the pile after, 
well after the play was already dead. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, and that's what I'm hoping is it's just offsetting, although there probably was a hold to begin things, which could have, we're not going to speculate, but something escalated very quickly. Clock stop, 222 yeah, left here. well after the play. There's been a couple plays we've seen, especially on special teams, where we've seen a little extracurricular activity just a little bit past the, the whistle. So they are going to put the flags back in their pockets. This is where we need a PA system down there. So it's going to be a legal shift on the Eagles. And then he says, I think I want a foot long this big. Yeah, what the heck is going on? So here? he's saying there's a dead ball foul. I don't know what I don't know what that means. Dead ball foul. Tore your hands around. All right, illegal shift. And we got that part. Illegal shift on Southern Boone. All right, so they're they're accepting that after the ball. Personal, personal foul, foul against the Eagles. Personal foul, personal foul against the Pintos. Right. So those offsets. So All either right. way, you hear the Pintos fans do not like that. Well, they got the five initial five-yard penalty, so. And if their player wouldn't have done anything, their Pintos did respond. Absolutely. So We're not condoning it either way, but you're right. Yeah. If they would not have responded, then that would have clearly been just on Southern Boone, but yep. somebody had to respond. So. so we'll bring up a third and 15 now. Sorry, a second and 15. I'll get it right in a minute. Stillman takes the snap, dropping back, has a little bit of time. There probably was a hold. He's going to be oh. taken down and body slammed. And he'll be down at about the 20-yard line, but we'll see if that flag, flag is going to be. 50. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple flags. That might be offsetting again. I can't keep track of all the flags the out here, to be honest. The backfield was certainly holding on us. Yeah, that was, that the was an one's easy. probably holding on them. That was so, an easy hold call for us. Yeah, probably an offset do-over. Yeah, one of the linemen, I'm not going to say who it was, but one of the linemen just absolutely just ripped and sat on the Pinto player that was coming through there, and that's a pretty easy call yeah. even up here in the press box. So the pretty good coverage by the secondary there and then gave a chance for number 58, sophomore Alexis Anguiano. So they do say holding. Well, I guess we're wrong. That's why we're up here. He well, said holding on well, we, the Pintos we, yeah. and holding thought, on the Pintos. I, I thought that one existed. Let's see. They're going to do the one against us in the backfield, though? Well, maybe they got away with one there. Well, there was definitely a flag in the backfield and one of the 50. So the flags being 30 yards apart plus, I'm pretty sure if we're different. <laughs> different uh, We'll, we'll see how they how they end this all. You know that was something again we talked about in our pregame visit with head coach Trent Tracy. We didn't want to we didn't want to belabor the point, but last week we definitely saw some questionable calls. There was, as uh, as Coach Tracy said, there was a it was it was a cheap shot. It was well out of bounds. Morris was well out of bounds and got shoved. And the problem was there was a piece of of equipment down there that he actually ran into and yeah. he got up. He was okay. He's doing fine, but. You know, the officials, well, the, they are, the officials they are don't, human. Don't get a clear view of it, and that's the kind of the problem on the sidelines, especially once you get past, you don't know, did he slip? Did he get pushed? Who knows? But like Tracy said, you got to play well enough to make sure that 
Yep, the referees Absolutely. don't decide the game. Yep, if you like you said, if you picked up, they picked up one more yard, then they wouldn't have had a measure on that first, the uh, fourth down, and uh, you know there's there's plenty of opportunities <laughs> that that could have changed. So I guess they picked up the uh, holding that we, we both saw in the I guess, backfield. I guess we didn't. That was a figment of our imagination. That was well, not. If you're going to have a <laughs> not a, really a. A play that goes in your favor by referee, you want it against the Pentos versus the Falcons. Because honestly, I don't think it would have mattered last week. So we'll bring up a second and five now. As Stillman will get the shotgun snap, he'll give it off to Smith. He's trying to work the far side again, just cannot get to the corner and get strung out there, and we'll say he's got no gain on the play. And we got some more chippiness out there. Yeah, don't see any flags yet, but yeah. players are definitely in each other's faces. Yeah, they're Owen, talking quite a bit. Owen was downfield blocking number two, and I think we've learned today that number two is not going to back away. Now he is listed. I do have his information: five seven hundred ninety-five pound senior. Like you said, he's just a pinball. He bounces around back there. All right, he's more. Of a, he's a bowling ball. So Stillman will have third and short here. He'll roll to the near side, has some pressure, has to step up. He's looking oh. downfield and just threw it. And Glass makes a, almost oh. a one-handed catch after he tips it to himself, but could not come down with it. That would have been a 15-yard pass play. Got lucky on that one. Hayden did not have his feet set. He just uh, doing his best Patrick Mahomes impression back there. And as we see him, Mahomes is not working as well as he did the last two years. So thankfully, the, their guy did not... Catch it, our guy almost did. That would have been an ESPN top 10 play for sure as Baden had to knock it down and almost caught it on the second and third try. So we'll bring up a fourth and four here. Now the Pintos act like they're going to jump. but They jumped, but they got back. very far. Did not have contact. So Stillman will get a nice punt off as that will take the return man back inside the 20. He's going to let it go, and it's going to be bouncing around down. Yeah. Near the five-yard line, if I'm that return man, I definitely want to yeah, get away from that. I think number 22 is going to get yelled as he comes off the field here. But he's a good, he's a really good player, so he might just get a slight at level two. I definitely think, though, I, I agree that he needs to get away from that. Because what it looked like from here, at least he was within a uh, couple of inches of where that ball was at. And see those things happen, that those funny bounces, those hits that happen. Now that becomes a live ball. So Southern Boone will take a timeout here with 1.10 left to go. Or 1.11 left to go here in the second quarter. And we'll just keep it right here as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazza will be here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. As uh, we've been bringing you coverage all season long of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. If you haven't done so, be sure, pardon me, be sure and like our Facebook page. Try to share uh, information regarding the team and what's happening, where we're going to be at, what we're doing. So we would appreciate the support. We'd also appreciate you uh, sharing the page with your friends and anybody that you may know. We're trying to build up the network, and we appreciate the support. It's been a pleasure bringing coverage of Eagles football here all season long. And, you know, we're starting to get to that point where we're looking at uh, basketball season as well as it'll be wrestling season very quickly. And, just going to be a very, very packed and busy winter schedule, but we are trying to look at how we can put things on the air, how we can get stuff covered, and bring you more of Eagles coverage. You know, the exclusive home of Eagles football as well as Eagles athletics here on the Show Me Sports Network. Set a minute and 11 left on the clock here in this first half. As Kruger will drop back, and he'll give it 
Off to the middle to his running back in Dunaway, and he's got short yardage. Good job by the defensive line that time to hit their gaps and uh, get a big paw out there to slow the guy down. So clock under a minute to go here. It's 34-13 looking downfield, throwing it up for grabs to Myers, and it goes through his hands, and they're going to call Chase Morris for pass interference, I'm pretty sure, although it's like Myers never really had a chance to locate that ball. Well, the ball went right through his hands, I believe, just like you said. So it was thrown in the right spot. He did a good job. Um, Five-man defensive line that time made a little bit of pressure. But uh, Kruger was able to stand in there and throw a nice ball and only where his guy could have got it. And like I said, he, like you said, he threw it right through his own player's hands. I think probably what they're getting Morris on again, can't tell. And this is just me thinking about what I've seen with a lot of football. But he probably had that other hand yeah. on the hip or on the waist of the player on Morris. And that's what they're flagging him for. It was not for the hand that he went up and tried to swipe at the ball. So we have flags. Yeah, that's going to be against him this time. Well, before the play gets going, we've got stoppage. Officials having a quick powwow about it. Full start. So that yeah. will be the case, so we'll back him up. Thought I saw one, somebody moving when they weren't supposed to. So we'll stay first down, but it'll be a first and 15 clock. Stopped, 48.3 seconds left again, as I was saying earlier. The problem with this is that California gets the ball to start the second half as well. So they've got a two-for-one opportunity, but they've got to go 73 yards here in order to make it count for them. Kruger has it, dropping back. Now he's rolling to the near side. He's going to be planted for a loss at the 15. Tyler Hill did a fantastic job staying in there, not being faked out by any move he made. Did a good job of keeping his eyes on the prize and good quarterback sack that time. 41.8 seconds left here in this first half. Pintos lead 34-13. to And stay with us here for our halftime show as we will have some score updates from some of the other games around the area. Also, Give you your scoring summary. Talk about the first half. And uh, you get to hear the band performing. We see them. They're lined up. They're ready to go over in the end zone down to our right. So they will be entertaining everybody here at halftime. We'll talk about some of the other happenings as well. And then get set for the second half of action. As this game quickly moving from the standpoint of... Just rolling play after play after play. And for the second quarter the has been a lot quicker than the first quarter, that's for sure. So it'll be second and very long. Ball spotted at the 16 yard line. It'll be second and long. Kruger will take the snap. He's dropping back, has pressure. He's going to be spun around. He's still in the grasp. He goes down inside the 10. Nice little linebacker blitz that time. Jacob Bowles got in there. And when you blitz a linebacker with a five-man defensive line, you could do the math, folks. Not enough blockers for everybody there. Brought the house, and it came collapsing down on him. So it'll bring up third and even longer. Schoolbert's is third and 32. Clock under 15 to go. Kruger will give it off to Dunaway, and he will be quickly swallowed Time up. Out. Nowhere for him to go. There we go. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that California didn't take the play clock down a little bit further. They, you know, they're 
definitely an aggressive team, an aggressive coaching staff that wants to not leave any opportunity out on the field to score. But most teams on, on fourth and 35 or third and 35 or, would have just been happy to uh, let the clock play down to zero and go into halftime with a nice 21-point lead. Absolutely. I was just thinking that in that they could have ran more than 7.4 seconds off the clock or they could have snapped it or not even had to snap it for that matter and could have went into halftime. Now the key is that the responding that Coach Tracy has talked about. I actually about, like the fact as a, as a fan that if I was a fan of their guys and they actually were going to try to make something happen, I like that. Just rather do a little, little, go a little bit later, just one more play and see what happens. Right. We've seen plenty of times where you can get a broken tackle and the guy can go all the way. So nothing, you know, not, I'm definitely not critical. I like the fact that he was being pretty aggressive. Just hate to do it with uh, you know, one more play on the clock where you are punting, especially when you've had a bad snap earlier right. where the ball almost went over the player's head. Ah, and the defensive end number one is back as punter. I thought that was him earlier. So does have one of their better athletes. So that is Meyer. He is standing about three-quarters away through his own end zone. They're bringing a house and did not get a hand on it. So now Morris has got to make something happen, and he's just going to let it bounce, and everybody's going to get away, and that should take us to the end of the first half. Now they gambled on trying to block it, and they had some pressure but just could not get a handle on it. And that will take us to the end of the first half. After the first half, it's 34-13 in favor of... The Pintos will pause here and be back and get you uh, into our scoring summary as well as uh, our halftime scores as well as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Flanagan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in Mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions, with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573-6. 
634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573 761 3405. We are state tech. We are hands on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions for forward-thinking businesses. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, predictive dialer, outbound call notifications, cloud services, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. Your customers will have access to information they need quickly and accurately. Most importantly, this allows customers to interact with your business on their terms at times that are convenient for them. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. The band here performing at halftime as they're keeping us entertained. Time to take a look at your scoring summary for the first half of action. As taking a look, ball game got started off with California getting on the scoreboard first on a six-yard touchdown pass from Kruger to Shaloup. Tried for a two-point conversion. That was no good. That was a seven-play, 50 one-yard drive. That was with 8.49 left to go in the opening quarter. That made it a 6 to nothing score. Then Southern Boone County would take the ensuing kickoff 90 yards to the house by Chase Morris. PAT was good by Salter. That was with 8.35 left to go in the first quarter. That made it a 7-6 ball game in favor of Southern Boone County. Then the Eagles would score on a 40-yard touchdown run by Jacob Bowles. PAT was no good. That by Salter, that was partially blocked. That did cap a six-play, 51-yard drive with 6.35 left to go 
in the first half. That made it a 13-6 score. Then California would score on an 8-yard touchdown run by Peterson. PAT was good. That was tied it up at 13 apiece with 325 left to go in the first quarter. That was a 13-play, 73-yard drive. Then the Pintos would get on again, this time on a 10-yard touchdown run by Dunaway. That was a three-play, 50-yard drive. That was a 25.4 seconds left to go in the first half. That was a 20-13 score in favor of the Pintos. Then California would score again, this time on a 54-yard touchdown run by Dunaway. That was uh, PAT good. That made it a 27-13 score. That was a 12-play, 98-yard drive with 4.29 left to go in the second quarter. And then uh, they scored one more time on a one-yard touchdown run by Blouch. That PAT was good. That was a six-play, 24-yard drive. That was a 2.43 left to go before halftime. That made it a 34-13 score, which is where we sit right now here at halftime. As, Mike, you've been working to uh, get some scores here from some of the games around the area? Yeah, i got a few. Some that are always hard to get. Like, it's always hard to get scores for Mexico for some reason. It's like, you know, why doesn't anyone care about Mexico? All right, so start things off. we got a great game with uh, Hallsville hosting uh, Boonville, I believe. Um, right now it's 14-8 with Hallsville leading. Um, Eldon is uh, down by 35-14 to 14 against Versailles. So that's a little bit of a surprise, but what we saw of Versailles, they have some exciting players that could certainly... Uh, play well. Blair Oaks is with leading Osage at halftime, 41 to 28. Uh, I don't have a score yet for the Mexico Warrington game or the Fulton and Sweet Springs. Uh, Hannibal is up 28 to six over the Battle Spartans. Remember, Hannibal is eight zero. Uh, they would they have handled handed Helias's only loss of the year. So, really good program up there in Hannibal. We got Jeff City leading the halftime over the Fort Zumwalt West Jaguars, 21 to 17. Elias is beating Vianney right now, 35 to 8. We have Marceline beating Harrisburg, 14 to nothing. Those are both teams that are 7 to 1. Harrisburg are coached, coached by Coach Hopkins, who used to coach here at, at Ashland a couple years ago. We've got the Father Tolton playing the Fayette Falcons, who are 7 1, who beat Harrisburg a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Fayette Falcons are up 38-8 against Fulton, or sorry, Father Tolton Trails Blazers. Got uh, Centralia 6 over Powermeyer 0. And that's all the scores that I have so far. Yeah, there's a few in there that maybe are surprising and uh, a few that's not so surprising as well. So Yeah, the low-scoring game there between Hallsville and Boonville, I really thought that would be a little bit higher score knowing both of those teams, but... Uh, Defense is winning out so far. What uh, what was the score on that one again? 14-8, Hallsville. Yeah, so that, that's a little bit of a surprise. I, I definitely would say Hallsville would probably be my favorite for the game. But, uh, but I would think, much. Yeah, I would think <laughs> it would be, I would expect it to be a low 30s, upper 20s score at this point if I had yes. to uh, pick a score. But yes. either way, you know, that's why you get out and you play on the field. So. Bayad again still performing here at halftime. We're going to take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more. 
to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Attention Eagles fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Southern Boone County by becoming a member of the Southern Boone Booster Club. Your gifts help provide all Southern Boone County athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Southern Boone Booster Club this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Southern Boone Booster Club or email them at sbcathleticboosters at gmail.com. Let's go Eagles! Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Flanagan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions, with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 Six three four four nine zero nine, or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh-huh. I know an agent there. 
Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent too. It's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573 761 3405. We are State Tech. We are hands on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. Well, we've yet to see either team come out of the locker room here at halftime. They're taking as much time to go over their halftime adjustments and make some changes for the second half. Has did a nice job here tonight, senior night for the Pintos. They recognized here at halftime all their seniors. It's on the dance team, on the cheer squad, as well as some of the area, some of the youth football teams as well. Yeah, they had good numbers out there. I know a couple of years ago, the numbers for the youth program was a little on the low side, which you would expect when you have a when you have a program that's had some losing seasons and hasn't had success. But it wasn't too long ago. This was one of the better programs in the area. Um, if you drive into town, you'll notice there was a sign that proclaimed proclaim such. Uh, they had a really good program for a number of years there. As we talked about in our pregame and right before the game started, they're definitely in a rebuilding couple of years. They've only had in the last six years, they've only had one year where they've had a winning record. That was last year, but that means they're on the move as this year. They're sitting at 5-3 and three on the season, so again, a winning record for this year as well. Now, there's no Mizzou football tomorrow as they have the day off, but Chiefs football will be back on Sunday. Chiefs who sit at 3-3 three and three on the season, they'll be in uh, Nashville, taking on the uh, Tennessee Titans, who sit at 4-2 and two on the season. That's set for a noon kickoff. At, uh, that'll be on CBS. That game, uh, very much a game that the Chiefs have to show up to win, or Mr. Henry's going to probably have 1,000 yards just on his own tomorrow or Sunday, whatever day it is. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of giving running backs big contracts and so forth in the NFL, but he's the lone exception. He's, a, he's an amazing player. You, know, you mentioned uh, California's record of 5-3 and three this year, but if you look at the three losses, Blair Oaks, Boonville, and Hallsville. I mean, what a, we got some really good teams in the Missouri area, and I think there's going to be a couple of those that are going to go pretty far once we get going in the playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of those three teams comes back with the, the good hardware. You know, that's, that's the thing is that those three losses they've had, have been to formidable opponents, and easily in those three, one of them 
is going to make a run for a state championship. And between those three, I think there's a good possibility that one of them, as you just said, is going to come back with some hardware, have a nice trophy, or a nice plaque, I should say, to hang on the wall to celebrate their hard work yeah, over the season. Boonville and Blair Oaks, one of them will knock the other out, but Hallsville being in 2A, I think, uh, I think they're the ones that have a good chance because uh, they're a well-rounded team. They can run the ball, they can throw the ball, their quarterback can do run and pass. You know, always good linebacker play when you watch that team play, so I think they're the ones that are going to get a good, good chance. Blair Oaks, you know, we know they can score, no doubt about it. And unfortunately, it looks like their backup quarterback is not too shabby as well. He's going to have to wait a while because the starting quarterback is only a junior. Right. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, they're, but, uh, they're just stacked on stacked, basically. I mean, they have they have starters who, as you said, can score. They're fast. They're agile. They are just They just know how to score, and they know how to do their job. But then their backups are the exact same way. And uh, really, last week when they when they brought in their backup quarterback, really didn't miss a beat with him in their uh, in their under center running the offense. They just pretty much picked up where they left off with their starting quarterback. But that's uh, you know they just build dynasties. They build good programs there at Blair Oaks, as we well, said it, at Hallsville. And it helps to have to have a family that has three sons. It does back to back to back that can play quarterback. It, that definitely does help. Absolutely, but, uh, but absolutely. Anyway. But as, you, as we saw last week, they play a lot of players. They play a lot of sophomores a lot of times, especially on defense. You know, they, well, haven't, they haven't had a senior starter most of the year on defense. So and, and, and they don't have a lot of guys that play both ways, two, three, four, maybe. I guess we could see if they got to the, deep in the playoffs that maybe they could change that up a little bit and, and play a little more. Older, maybe mature players, maybe, but that's what not that's not what they've done the last two or three years. When they've won state championships, they they play all but one or two players. That's usually a wide receiver and defensive back, someone who doesn't get a lot of physical hitting done. You know, they run a lot, of, run a lot of steps for sure, and do sleep well, but uh, they don't play. Usually, their starting offensive line is over on the sideline when the defense is on the field, and they're going over adjustments that they can make right there on the sideline we can't do that right I mean, our offensive you know half our offensive line if not more are playing on defense right well i think too uh you know it shows the the caliber too that uh despite what the record shows and kind of a broken record all season long with a lot of these games is when you look at the score you get one feeling but when you actually watch the game it was another but uh, head coach for the eagles in trent tracy he talked about it in that uh, Coach LePage last week, so that's the head coach of, of the Blair Oaks Falcons, they didn't take out their starters until late in the game, and that was yep. not, the intention was not to run up the score, which they didn't, I don't feel like they did. That was not the intention. The intention was, as he said, that didn't matter how big their lead was, they weren't comfortable with it because of the drop of a hat. The Eagles showed that they could put points on the board, and, and they were within at least... Every five plays, they were within one broken tackle or one, you know, one different block. One block held a second longer of putting up more points on the board, and that's what uh, what Coach LePage had said was, you know, hats off to the to the Eagles squad because they were never comfortable. The the Falcons were never comfortable with the lead despite putting up seventy one points on the board. They they were not comfortable with that. Yeah, and that's that's pretty typical for for a opposing coach that's winning big to, you know, 
you know, I don't think Tracy was upset one bit at all about seeing that. Um, you know, just the way the game plays out. And again, you know, that was a that was a game of big plays. There were so many big plays in that game. Both directions. Yeah. So, you know, thankfully I was able to get a nice Blair Oaks feed out in Colorado when I was, you know, during that game. So I was able to watch most of it. But uh, yeah, it was a definitely. I, I should have promoted it to you as uh, as what the Chiefs do. You know, in Kansas City, I only know this from interning with the Chiefs, but our Chiefs Radio Network, rather. But, you know, they, they do this promotion where you, you turn down the Vox and turn up the Fox. Now, that also shows that uh, I'm an old-school Chiefs fan because at that time they were on 101 The Fox. They're no longer on the 101 The Fox, but that was the promotion that, uh, that they ran, in, at least in Kansas City. And what was interesting about that, too, was was the year that I interned with the Chiefs Radio Network, we actually delayed the signal. We pulled the game up on the TV, ran some computer softwares, and figured out exactly to the millisecond how many seconds to delay the audio on 101 The Fox to make it match up exactly with the TV broadcast. You could turn off the audio on the TV and listen to Mitch Holtis. And uh, at that time, it was Lynn Dawson on the call of uh, the Chiefs game. So that was kind of a cool thing. So I guess I should have said that to you is mute their audio, <laughs> listen listen to ours. But I did miss you last week. Just tough calling a game by yourself. And I enjoy our uh, banter together, and we usually have a good time. So play underway here as high end over end kick will be taken about the five-yard line. As return man will be back. He's up the middle, runs into his own man, got spun around at the 25. Looks like he'll go down about there, but that's – in the neck of the woods where they will start the football, the Pintos do to start the second half. Yeah, well, I noticed that time when that kickoff return versus what our guys do. He catches the ball, then his first three steps are really short, choppy steps. Like he's trying to figure out where to go with just choppy steps. But when you do that, you give the, the kickoff team too much time to get down the field. Catch the ball and go. So quick pass and caught it off his knees was Schloop, and he's still on his feet. He'll be roughed around a little bit, but... Boy, nice job there, him to make yeah, something out of nothing. Fantastic uh, concentration. He slipped and fell down and got back up, and great concentration. That was a good play there. As they'll give it off up the middle. Dunaway will have it. He'll pick up short yardage. Looks like he is going to be shy of the first down marker. Yeah, this is a real quick, quick snap. Obviously, like they've done all night. Do a little counter. They'll get the handoff again. He's got the first down of Maury's across the 40. Makes one man miss across midfield. Makes another miss. Stiff arms a third player, and he's going to be taken down. And we're going to have another late hit there. Again, it's just a circumstantial thing. There was no ill intention for it, but yeah, I think he got tripped one. up. And Well, it's a tough call that he was going for it, and the guy basically fell down on his own. And, you know, which he hasn't done all night. He's, he's always needed another person to play you know, a tough play call. What's interesting about the, the offense right now in these last two plays, they got their wing back, and he's lined up on the left, and he goes and pull, or, you know, goes and block, goes across formation blocks to the right. The first play of drive, they ran to the left where he vacated. Nothing there. That time they followed the blocker, and obviously, big hole. So nice, uh, nice play call by the, by the uh, Pentos. 11.05 left in this third quarter, and Kruger will be in shotgun. He'll drop back, has some pressure. He'll be taken down at the 40, and another flag for a late hit. Again, circumstantial is killing 
the Eagles right now is that is a tough call when you got players that are falling down like that. It's just impossible. Two back-to-back plays there. I don't necessarily agree with the late hit call. At least one of those. Yeah, Tyler Hill did a great job coming in. 41, the wing again, came from the opposite side to block him. Takes a long time to get across in a pass play, so that's not, I don't care. Oh, they did pick it up. They do wave it off, so thank you for listening. They must be listening to our broadcast. That was fair. But anyway, number 41, missed the block on Hill. They did a great job of staying on Kruger because Kruger does a good job. So we'll bring up a second and long now with that sack as Kruger rolling back again, setting up for the screen. Screen. Hits his receiver, and he does a nice job of making the first way miss. That's done away. You got to see that's the screen all the way when. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Mange did a good job out there. I've recognized this like the Pentos did in the first quarter, first half. They noticed, came up, made the tackle, and if he didn't make the tackle, he had some room to run. Yeah, there was about 14 but, Eagles players let through the line there. Yeah, you notice how, how excited they were to get through that time. They didn't even stop to think. So Kruger again dropping back. Now he's going to have to step up in the pocket. It closes quickly, underthrows oh, his flag. receiver, yeah. and, of course, a flag for pass interference most yeah. likely. Yeah, that was a good call that time. That pass yeah. underthrown, and looks like it's, for all intents and purposes, it is going to benefit the Eagles. Sorry, or benefit Pintos, the Pintos, yeah. rather. Yeah, I wasn't sure what. It looked like he was going to run for a second, then he stopped. I think he thought he had his guy wide open. The pass seemed to take a little longer to get there, um, and Tate just uh, got there before the ball got there. So that was, that was a good call by the referees. It, it was a pretty easy one to make. So that will be a new set of downs as... They just get about two yards more than what they needed, so will be a first and ten ball spotted on the 20-yard line. Kruger will be in shotgun. He'll have Dunaway standing in his left hip pocket, trip receivers on the near side, one on the far side. They'll give it to Dunaway. Stutter steps, makes his progress stop, then goes forward again, picks up about yard, yard and a half. Good job by the defensive line. Looks like Jonah Wall, number 67, I believe is a freshman. No, sophomore. He's been playing quite a bit this season. Did a good job getting penetration that time. Again, play up the middle, not much doing there. The middle just clogging up rather quickly. Yeah, two or three eagles that time. Looks like uh, Jonah Wall got in there again as the begging glass. Good job meeting up the quarterback. So good job by the young uh, defensive lineman Jonah. Back-to-back plays. So third and 12, clock under 10 to go here in this third quarter. Pinto's leading 34-13. Kruger has it, fakes the handoff now, throws it off to Myers. Had a nice little block put on there, and he's going to be ushered near the end zone, and he will be in there for a 22-yard touchdown pass. Uh, back-to-back great defensive plays by the Eagles. And they did a quick pass out to the out, out to the flat, number one. Like I said, we've been impressed with him all day, whether it's making good tackles or jumping high on a bad punt snap. He's a good-looking player. Well, that's exactly what uh, head coach for the Eagles, Trent Tracy, talked about is their just really M.O. this season is the big plays. They do good at first and second down, bring up a third down, third and long, and then they give up a big play. And they're going to give it to the big man, try to two-point conversion. He's not going to make it in. Is this going to be That was a different dead. big man, I believe, right? That was a different one. Different. Yeah. So that was 70. So they're just taking turns. Just taking turns, giving the big guys some uh, chance to hold the, hold the leather. So that will take the lead, 40-13, to 13, in favor of California. We'll pause. And, yeah. 
And be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage Eagles football here on the show, May Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Attention Eagles fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Southern Boone County by becoming a member of the Southern Boone Booster Club. Your gifts help provide all Southern Boone County athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Southern Boone Booster Club this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Southern Boone Booster Club or email them at sbcathleticboosters at gmail.com. Let's go Eagles. Ball teed up, and it will be a short squib onside kick will be covered by one of the up men. So Eagles should have decent field position to start with here. As the Pintos lead 40 to 13. The score on that 22-yard touchdown pass. See where they officially spot it. They spot it at the 47-ish. 47-yard line. So that's where the Eagles will take over. They'll fake the end around, give it to Bowles straight up the middle. He's cut down quickly. Yeah, number one, the defensive end. He tracked that down from the opposite side. We basically ran a counter, a fake counter, and ran off left tackle. He came from his left side. That's usually not a play you want your defensive end, so hope maybe we can catch him on in the round here, maybe debating or something. So they'll line up again, twin receivers either way. In the shot, going to be Stillman looking far side, has his pass off the hands of his receiver that was intended for the sophomore receiver, Kellen Ash. Goes without saying that uh, this is a big series for the Eagles here. They, they really need to do something with it, and something needs to be a touchdown. Got to keep this game some, as close as possible. Clock stopped, 8.54 left to go here in this third quarter. It's a 40-13 to 13 score in favor of the Pintos. Third and 10. Ball at the 47-yard line of the Eagles. In twins either way, they're working left to right. They'll give it on the end around in misdirection as Morris has it. He's across midfield, still on his feet. He's got a first down, and Morris picks up almost 15 yards. We'll see where they, well, they say he steps out after more like 12, but either way, moves the chains. I believe Coach Tracy or... Coach Long is living in my mind because what did I just say a couple plays ago? It's exactly it what they the needed hit. to do. Yep, get that reverse going there. Burnt the defensive end. Number one came down hard, came down aggressive, going the opposite way. You can't do that as a defensive end. You've got to stay home. So 8.47 as play clocked as he stepped out of bounds. Stillman looking here on the near side glass as they go off his hands, and they're going to whistle it dead. So he was... In front of Stillman as they were looking to do a screen pass, but bounces yeah, off his hands. Quick screen to Baden, um, hit him right in his hands, bounced off, and uh, thankfully it was not a backwards pass. Yeah, that wasn't by much, but that still was in front. It is in the gray a area. Pass, so. Barely. We'll say we'll say it was a little more than barely. It was a double barely. So we'll bring up a second yeah. and ten. Clock stopped eight forty-four again. Forty 
to 13, your score in favor of California. Stillman has trip receivers near side. They'll send Glass in motion. They'll fake it to him. Has some pressure. Stillman throws it, hits oh. Tate John at the line of scrimmage, and he is taken down quickly right there, and he gets up. It's like he might have a little grimace on his face, but they'll say no gain on the play. Yeah, he goes right there to try to run a screen pass to the wide receiver instead of the running back, so got good good uh, pass uh, good pass rush by the, the Pendles that time, so he had to throw it a little bit quicker. Good pass, good catch, but textbook tackle by number two. Uh, textbook just wrapped up below his waist, picked it up, drove him to the ground. So to bring up third and ten, again, ball spotted at the 42-yard line. Of the Pintos. They'll have trips far side, one near side, one back in the backfield. Stillman gets a shotgun snap, dropping back, looking far side across the middle, overthrew everybody. Was looking for Tate John as John was cutting across on a slant. I think he was looking more at the uh, uh, the go route down the field. Definitely, sure looks like to me there was uh, some miscommunication on what the play was supposed to have been because that was not even close. Um, and he didn't have any, any tough. Uh, pass rush yet so he had time still yeah there was what maybe five yards there or so the ball was straight out from his route he was cutting slanting across the field so not uh not some communication there so it looks like they are maybe going to go for a fourth down here and stillman will drop back fourth and ten looking downfield there's the straight on route up for tj he's got it inside the five down near the goal line he says he's in there but the officials oh. say he is out at the half yard line well, unfortunately, neither uh, referee was in a good spot to, to call that. So, but hey, if you can't score for the one, I mean, really. But I'm pretty sure we're not going to put a big lineman in there at tailback, though. But nice play, Stillman. Yeah, his feet set through the nice ball. So Stillman will give it to the second man through. Bowles squirts his way through to a one-yard touchdown run. Well, that's exactly what they needed to do. As you said, they've got to find a way to score a touchdown here. It looks like on that touchdown play that that was the play that Hayden thought that Tate was going to run the time before. Exactly. Yep, you're exactly right. It worked out just right. So good job trying it again and getting on the same page. Both the quarterback and wide receiver, good job offensive line, and a good job of blocking there. Sap, Hildedick, Donegan, Hampton, and Owen. Good job, everybody. They are going to try for two here as Stillman He'll be on the far hash. He'll fake the pitch looking near side. Pass was blocked, and it's going to fall incomplete as the two-point conversion fails. But the Eagles were able to find the end zone. They cut that lead a little bit as the score is 40-19. to We'll pause here and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you?
Well, Salter will tee it up for the Eagles as they trail by 21 at 40 to 19. And actually, they're going to try an onside kick. One of the up men's going to take it. I believe that was, was that Bradley Smith that actually kicked that? Yes, it was. And uh, nice job, good kick. Unfortunately, the ball got up in the air and gave them plenty of time to readjust. And so that time, the ball didn't, did not bounce in our favor. So the ball will be spotted on the 42-yard line. So that's where the Pintos will have their next set of downs as they lead 40-19. to Kruger in shotgun has trip receivers near side. We have a flag. As I'm pretty sure we had somebody putting it in drive before the ball was snapped. That is going to be the call. Got an update on a score between Versailles and Eldon. Eldon's come back a little bit. Is now down 41 to 36 with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. So Eldon trying to play catch up. Yeah, they're trying to rally a comeback there. So it is a legal procedure penalty on the Pintos. So as I thought I saw, somebody puts it in drive before the play was started. So be a first and 15 now. They're backed up to the to their 37-yard line. So that's where they will start this drive. As delayed handoff, quickly tackled in the backfield as Peterson. He was swallowed up quickly by that Eagles defense. Offensive line got whooped that time. Sam Hampton got in there quick. So did uh, Baden Glass. I think Tyler Hilgers had gotten there pretty quickly as well, too. So this got whooped. We'll bring up a second and now 18. As dropping back is Kruger. Now he's going to step up in the pocket, makes a couple men miss. He'll be taken down from behind, just shy of the 40-yard line. Good good pass rush by the defensive line. They've got five linemen in, doing a good job of getting back in there. Uh, Kruger did, was able to squirt out, squirt out of there. Uh, my concern, if I'm a Pento fan, is Kruger likes to hit hold that ball out there without much protection. So that's a good way to get it knocked out of your hands. You're absolutely right on that. So to bring up a third and 13, clock under seven to go here in this third quarter. Quick pass off, low screen pass to a new receiver who's going to be across the line of scrimmage down at the 45. I believe that is Aiden Bryant. So he's going to be short of the first down marker. Yeah, short by seven. I definitely expect that they'll punt here. Looks like they going that route maybe well they run their starting quarterback in Kruger out there yeah like they're going for it so they are going to go for it again they're up 40 to 19 here we'll have Peterson standing to the left of Kruger now they're going to make me correct that standing to the right of him in his right hip pocket he'll fake the handoff looking downfield has it to Myers he's got the first down boy he straddled that first down marker tried to go across the field rather than up the field but it still picks up the first down. Yeah, they, they brought in Myers that time, and uh, he's just a good all-around athlete. Good good quick strike. Good job getting upfield. Oh, Looking downfield, no. receiver wide open. It's going to go in for a touchdown from 46 yards out. That is Aiden Bryant takes it in on a 46-yard touchdown pass. Somebody blew their assignment there. All right, which lineman are we going to get to see run the ball this time? for a two-point with a 46-19 lead. Looks like, who are they going to go? Oh, that looks like they're going to kick it. No other offensive lineman deserved (laughs) it to run a conversion. You know, I I would think somebody should have had an opportunity. I guess that's why we're up here and not down there coaching. 
So they will come on to try the PAT. Oh, fake. Well, they tried to fake it. <laughs> that, that just blew up in a hurry. They, they tried it, but that was sniffed out by the defense yeah. quickly. So they still tried to be creative they with it. They still try to be creative, yes. Come up short there. So that'll take us with 5.54 left in the third quarter. It's 46-19. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Flanagan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Well, they ran on like we thought they were going to try for a PAT. However, they decided to uh, try to fake everybody out, and it's no good as that's going to be another short kick taken by one of the up men for the Eagles. So, again, they'll have decent field position to start the drive here. Got another score update that we might be interested in. That's Hallsville 28, Boonville 24. It's in the fourth quarter. Hallsville just intercepted the ball and has the ball. That's, you know, that's maybe a little more closer to the score that I thought we might see, but not in the fourth quarter. Well, I, I figured it would be in the 40s. Yeah, I thought that would be <laughs> relatively a score maybe for halftime, but it's been a relatively low-scoring game there, but a good game, I think, nonetheless. So two receivers again either way. Ball on the 48-yard line of the Eagles. They'll give it off quickly up the middle as they'll pick up a couple yards by way of the ground. Getting back to the, the bread and butter from a couple weeks ago, that was really helping us. That's the good, tough running in between tackles behind Donegan, Hildedick, and uh, Sapp. But uh, that time did not gain much. They do have a large uh, nose guard in there that is uh, kind of doing a good job of plugging the holes. That's Bowles back there. As Stillman will hit his receiver, that's Tate John on the near side. He'll pick up about five yards. It'll bring up a third and short. Nice quick pass, uh, got his feet set. John did a good job of catching the ball before he turned. And uh, the defensive guy guessed which way he was going to turn, though, unfortunately. So we'll be a third and short. As it'll be third and two clock under five to go. They'll send Morris in motion. He'll get it on the jet sweep, trying to work the corner. He's got the corner. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30. Foot race is on. He's at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown. He takes it 44 yards to the house on the jet sweep. Beautiful block in there, left inside. Left tackle. Owen did a great job of uh, getting the defensive end hooked. And the wide receivers did a good job of maintaining blocks downfield. And Morris turned it on. Nice play. He showed his speed there as he takes it 44 yards to the house and trying to make that lead cut down. 
as Salter will come on to try the PAT. Snap is down, kick is up, and kick is good. And with that, it now makes it a 46-26 ball game. We'll pause here and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions, with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care salter has the ball teed up and a high end over end kick is going to take one bounce and go into the end zone so we'll have a touchback so that'll put the pintos at their own 20 yard line We got a score update. 36 to 24, Hallsville over Boonville right now. They did punch it in for a touchdown after getting that interception. It looks like they're uh, well on their way, possibly, to Undefeated season. keep that perfect season alive. Dunaway will take the handoff. He's across the 20. Have a flag come in. He's across the 25. So as it stands, he picks up, looks like about five yards, but I have a feeling that may be coming back. Yeah, it's a holding. Is the call, so they will back them up here. Sometimes in order to, to keep Big Macs, Hampton, or Sam Hampton, <laughs> done again, keep him from the ball, you got to hold a little bit, and I believe that's that's what the, the call was. I mean, I guess they say if you're going to do it, get your money's worth, and that's yeah. for sure was the money's worth on that hold. So now it'll be backed up. As a first and 20. And looking on the far side, pass off to his receiver. That is Bax, and he's got about 10 yards. Just a quick five and out to the wide receiver, just like we did earlier with Tate John a couple plays ago. And a nice five-yard gain. So we'll bring up a second and 10 now. Clock rolling 416. They'll look downfield, trying to get the screen pass. Myers has got it at the 25, still on his feet across the 30. He'll have a new set of downs. Yeah, that time Myers, he pretty much becomes about five yards back in the pattern. Uh, Just a quick little curl in and a nice pass, catch, and he's tough to bring down. I wish I knew what size he was, but some people don't put heights and weights on their rosters. It's a low snap, but they give it off to Dunaway, and he's quickly Uh, off to the races, cuts inside. Across midfield, down across the 45, down about the 43, 42-yard line. 
Yeah, big hole that time. He got through untouched. Got a good uh, 10 yards downfield before he got touched, and uh, Bowles did a good job of coming back to make the play from behind. Clock under four to go here in this third quarter. It's a 46-26 lead in favor of the Pintos. Kruger in shotgun, and again, we have a flag. I know it's not a delay a game because they run about <laughs> 10 seconds between every play. So it's a legal procedure, so we'll yeah. back the Pintos up again. Starting to see some heavy hands on the hips from our defensive line, so we did get one replacement in, so good job. by I believe that's Coach Cummings who's coaching the line. I know he's coaching the defensive end, so good job there. So we'll be first and 15, ball at the 46-yard line of the Eagles. Kruger will lead his receiver too far, was intended for Caden Bax. Good pass rush that time. Donigan got in there pretty quickly and came in, and he just put his helmet down and hit the quarterback no matter what. And that uh, made him throw the ball a little bit quicker than he wanted to. So good job by Donigan there on the pass rush. So still a second and 15. Clock stopped, 338 left to go here in this third quarter. Twin receivers either way, a wing on the far side. Quick pass off, a screen pass to Sloop. He's got it, makes one man miss. Nice spin move out of bounds. He'll pick up uh, six yards, so it'll bring up a third and nine. Yeah, what I'm seeing the Pintos doing in this uh, drive here. They're making some quicker passes. Uh, they might have gotten a little too cute for themselves here with some of these uh, plays they've been running, but now it looks like they're getting a little bit more back to the basics. So Kruger dropping back again and hits his receiver. He's going to be short of that first down marker with his forward progress. He'll be just shy of the 35-yard line, so it'll bring up a fourth down. Yeah, Tate read that one very, very well. That would have been in there just a split second longer, I think. Uh, Tate would have uh, knocked, that, knocked that one out. But good throw, good catch. Fourth down again, though. Fourth and five now for the Pintos. They'll fake the handoff again. Screen pass around here as it'll be. That's uh, Bryant. Had to think of who that was. Bryant with it, so he moves the chains. Moves downfield. Clock continuing to roll. Yeah, nice nice couple plays here this second half by the sophomore. Quick pass again. Kind of looped it back inside. Peterson gets the handoff, and he's quickly swallowed up after he gets that handoff by Several Eagles players. He's going to yeah, lose Donigan big yardage. Donegan away again. He's getting, in, he's getting in that backfield pretty quick, and he's getting his hands on people. Did a good job there. So he loses four yards, so to bring up a second and 14. Glenn Clock rolling 240 left to go here in this third quarter of play. 20-point lead for the Pintos right now. Dropping back is Kruger. Has some pressure. He steps up, avoids it. Working far side. He's going to launch a errant pass to nobody in the middle of the field. Tried to make something out of nothing there. Yeah, the good pass uh, penetration by Donigan first. Donigan got back there first, made him step up to the right. And I didn't see who had had, his, had him by his foot, but one of the Eagles had him by his foot, and he made an effort to kind of get the ball downfield. And the referees thought it was a, a good enough attempt. So Kruger dropping back again, screen pass. It's going to be one-handed caught by Dunaway. A flag comes in. As he'll be ushered out of bounds near the 15-yard line. I do have a flag on the 30-yard line. We'll see what. Yeah, definitely a penalty. I believe a holding downfield. Good job by the Eagles coaching, I'm sorry, the Pentos coaching staff that time. We had a couple plays in a row. Good pass rush. Good time to throw a screen. Um, Sam Hampton did read it well, but unfortunately, um, number two easily ran away from him. But holding Guy like that. So we'll back him up here as clock stop 215. 
left in this third quarter. And the Eagles know what they need to do. They've got some work to do as in order to secure a home playoff game. They've got to win tonight, and they have to win by 13 or more. Currently, they trail by 20 at 42-26. to 26. Sorry, 46-26. to 26. I'll get it right in a minute. Had the right numbers, but not the right order. So that penalty will back the ball up to the 40-yard line. So once again, it'll be third and very long. It's third and 21. Kruger will be in the backfield, has twin receivers either way. One of them on the far side is brought in as a wing. He'll drop back. Running back stays in for pressure, steps up, has some pressure coming from behind, but got the pass off out of the hands of his receiver looking for senior Trevor Myers. Good job on the pass rush again by multiple uh, Eagles that time and making Mr. Kruger run around, run around, and uh, he almost made that into a positive play. So will be... A fourth and 21. Clock stop, 209 left. And 20-point lead still for the Pintos. Kruger has pressure rolling to the near side. He's got time to set his feet and duck. just threw a... Uh, duck season. Yeah, just I, I was going to say the worst pass I've seen this season as he threw that, and it looked like it slipped out of his hand almost as that thing was nowhere near close to being caught by anybody yeah, out did, on the he field. he did a fantastic job of juking the... Right defensive end, I think, that time, maybe. I didn't catch the number 100%, but he made him juke. and He had plenty of time and, and space, but certainly the ball slipped. So we'll go to the Eagles on a turnover on downs. They trail, as I said, by 20 at 46-26, 2.02 left to go in this third quarter. So it'll be first and 10 ball at their own 40. They'll give it to the end around. Working here on the near side is Glass. He takes a huge hit, helmet to helmet, and he's going to get up, say he's okay, but he paid the price on that eight-yard run. We'll bring up a second and two. Again, temperature cooling off rather quickly here. (laughs) uh, It's a little chilly out here. Definitely feels like football weather. Uh, I had a feeling you were going to say that tonight. A minute 56, I did have to turn the heater on today, so I was trying to make it to November 1st, but did not. Quick pass off to Tate John. He's got it, and he will be out of bounds. Picks up about 10 yards, moves the chains. Sam, uh, looks like Sam's got an issue he wants to talk with with the referee there. But as Coach Tracy said, that usually needs to be the coach's jobs. I agree with that. Most uh, officials don't really respond well when a 16, 17, 18-year-old tries to talk to them, unfortunately. Morris goes in motion on the far side. They'll flip it off to Bowles. He's trying to work the corner. He's tripped up in the backfield. One guy there and trips him up for a short loss on the play. Well, for a second there, I thought Owen did a great job of getting number one hooked, but the number one was able to get a little bit of separation from Owen and was able to trip up as he was trying to get outside. It was basically a shoelace. Shoelace away from a 10-15 yard, year, 10 to 15 yard play. That goes as a one yard loss, so we'll bring up second and 11. Twin receivers either way. Stillman in shotgun has one back behind him. That's Bowles. They'll have some pressure. Nice little screen pass to Bowles working around. Traffic has the first down still on his feet near the 30. Nice job to move the chains. Yeah, great play call. We hadn't run a screen for a while, so basically might as well do it now. Did a nice screen. 
Got the defense to suck up to the quarterback. Hayden did a great job of dumping it off to DeBowles. More this time in the flat versus in the middle. Um, we hadn't run that screen yet. He did a good job cutting back to the middle of the field and then finished strong by running over the pencil player. Ball on the 29-yard line. New set of downs, first and 10 from there. Stillman dropping back, looking for the end zone. Wide open, Morris. He's got it into the end zone. Somebody blew their coverage there, and he makes them pay. Beautiful block in that time by the offensive line. Hampton, Donegan, Sapp, Hildedick, and Owen. Always call Owen's first name. Mr. Folk. I should start calling his last name, shouldn't I? Anyway, good pass blocking. Plenty of time for Aiden to get his feet planted. Saw his guy wide open, threw it right to him. Good job, good catch. And we're getting close. So Chase takes it to the house from 40 yards out on an excellent pass from his quarterback in Stillman. Salter on to try the PAT. Looks like it's straight down central, and it is. And now, with one minute left here in this third quarter, it's 46-33, lead in favor of the Pintos. We'll pause and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, <laughs> oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Uh -huh. I know a guy. You know an agent, too. It's Kathy Rush at REMAX Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say... From the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Salter has it teed up again. A high end over end kick will be taken at about the two or three yard line. As return man will take it out, he's going to be met at the 15 and be surrounded there and taken down. Not really sure why he decided to take that out, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I'm not terribly impressed with the kickoff return team of the Pentos tonight. Their return guys, when they get the ball, they, they kind of hesitate, take a couple of small chop steps, and I like the call that time to kick the ball away. Good field position for the Eagles right now. Yeah, not really sure why he decided to take that out, but either way he did. So they will start at their own 15-yard line. Again, screen pass off to Myers here on the near side. He makes a couple men miss, and he's off to the races. And he's going to probably take it to the distance as he's at the 20, the 10, the 5. He will take it 85 yards out on a screenplay. But I see a flag over here at the 20. There is a flag down. So we'll see what this is going to be, boy. Probably an unnecessary block by the by a fellow Pinto teammate. You talk about hearing a pin drop. Oh, they're picking it up. Yep, so I guess. Oh. Let's see if my friend the clock, the clock guy here. You like that you like the pickup of the flag? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice play by the Pintos. Good job. Nice quick pass by Kruger. Guy's feet set. Nice through a nice strike. Might as well get it to one, to one of your better players out in the open field. I got a feeling this is going to be a, a true point after kick. 
Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right about that. So that is an 85-yard touchdown pass from Kruger to Meyer. I bet they got a nice, nice little uh, pass to one of their linemen in the flat, though, on that probably. It wouldn't so surprise me. That makes it 53-33 to 33 as we'll take another break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. Well, the Eagles take it one play, 85 yards, lengthen their lead back up as they lead 53 to 33. We still have 40.2 seconds left to go here in this third quarter. That lead again lengthened back to 20. High end over end kick will be taken by Smith at about the 15 yard oh, line. Bradley making pay. He's working the far side. He's got the corner, but he's going to be ripped down by the back of the jersey at the 30 yard line. He is yet to get up as well. That's a concern right there. Good job by the kickoff team that time. They they made the return guy move left to right. That caused them to slow down. Everything is stopped as they're giving attention to Bradley Smith. He is on his feet now, bent over. His hands on his knees, and he is going to walk off under his own power. But he's got some sort of issue there. As he got spun around by the back of the jersey, and then thrown down on the 31-yard line. Update from uh, Boonville Hallsville. Boonville scores. So it's now 36 to 30. Hallsville with about a minute 22 left. But that was as of about 10 minutes ago. So that game should be about over by now. So 33.6 seconds left in this third quarter. Ball on the 31-yard line. Eagles have trips here on the near side. They'll give it off. And quickly bowls across the 40. He'll pick up close to first down yardage on that run. <laughs> Got some excitement on the line that time. It's like Donegan pulled to the left and wiped out a uh, defensive end there. Good job, guys. Nice to see some uh, fight in our offensive linemen. So to bring up second and very short. They do not have to run another play here. As three on the clock, two on the clock, they will get it off. They'll hand it up to to Bowles, and he will have about three yards. He'll pick up a new set of downs. They only needed two, and they got three. Nice job of the offensive line. 
And we do have a final score. Hallsville does win 36-30 to over Boonville. Well, they had a fast-moving game there. So Hallsville in uh, 2A are now undefeated at 9-0. Boonville falls to 7-2. and And that will be the same record as Blair Oaks Falcons. And we're still waiting to see what happens with Mexico. Well, we're going to take a quick break here between quarters to get ready for the fourth quarter. You're listening to exclusive coverage Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Attention Eagles fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Southern Boone County by becoming a member of the Southern Boone Booster Club. Your gifts help provide all Southern Boone County athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Southern Boone Booster Club this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Southern Boone Booster Club or email them at sbcathleticboosters at gmail.com. Let's go Eagles! Twelve minutes remains on the clock here in regular season regulation as the Pintos <laughs> leading the Eagles by a score of fifty-three to thirty-three. Mike's working. We got a final score on Versailles and Eldon. Eldon comes back and wins it forty two to forty one. That makes Eldon three and six and Versailles one and eight. But Versailles, of course, is a two A school. Stillman looking downfield as he's gonna throw up a pass and it is gonna be intercepted at the thirty well, yard line. Well, they're having a discussion. Officials talking about it. They it to him because you know neither referee was very close to get a, have a good idea. They do say it is an interception. Yeah, that's pretty much a jump ball that time. He threw it up. Good defense and uh, the defense guy was at number twenty-five. Yep, he did a good job of becoming the receiver versus the defender that time. Yep. And Tate had to become the defender. So nice play by the Pentos defense there. That pass just. A little bit underthrown as clock stopped. 11.51 left here in the fourth quarter. Final quarter regulation for both these two teams of the regular season. As Kruger will be in shotgun, they take over on the 32-yard line, their own 32. They'll give it off to Dunaway, actually fake it. Wide open out of the backfield is a new ball carry. He'll be off to the races. He's going to take it to the house. That's Chase Schloop. As Schloop gets into the end zone, takes it. To the house from 68 yards. Yeah. Feel like the press box is going to fall over. Yeah, now. are we are we safe? <laughs> is there an earthquake going on? That anyway, we don't know about? It appears to be the brother of 22, um, and that was a play where 41's lined up in the wing all night. I've talked about how he will block and they'll go with him behind them, or they'll go against them, and he hasn't. They haven't thrown the ball to him at all. So great, great play call by the Pitos coaching staff there to after. Uh, not using the guy at all to finally use him. And, man, he was wide open by a bunch. Well, he takes it from 68 yards out. Snap is down. Kick is up. Looks like kick is good, and it is. And with 11.39 left to go here in this fourth quarter of play, it's now 60-33. to 33. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Ball teed up, and side-winding kick is going to bounce at the 40. Still on the turf, and it's going to be a scrum for it. We're going to see who comes up with it. I think it's Eagles ball. Well, if they don't come up with it, I think it's a good case of when it rains and pours. Yeah. They do indeed come down with it, so. Made it at least a little entertaining, to say, <laughs> say the least. They'll spot the ball on the 39-yard line. Sounds like you got some new music in the, in the rotation, too. Yeah, you know, when we have as many breaks as we've had, it tends to run through <laughs> the tonight. Tends to run through the, uh, the, the bumps playlist. pretty quick, yeah. So it'll be first and 10 on the 39-yard line. Stillman, twin receivers either way going right to left on your media center. He'll give it to the first man through, the only back in the backfield. As Bowles quickly across the 45 He'll pick up. The Pendles will be happy to let us run up the middle right now. They, they kind of had more of a pass defense in that time. Now they're swapping out their nose guards for, for the big. Got the beef in there now. And picks up eight yards and bring up second and two. Again, same play quickly up the middle, but that time uh, not the same result. It's going to be no gain on the play. Bring up third and short. Yeah, that time they definitely, the defense definitely looked more for run, the previous time they're looking at, they were defending more of the pass. The guys were sitting back. They had a smaller defensive line in there that would be more easily to chase after a quarterback. This time it looks like they're back to their starter. So third and two here. As they'll send, one in motion, that's more. So they'll give it to him on the end around. He had scored in the previous play. He has to cut it back up the middle. He's going to take a hard hit, but he will have that first down. Picks up three yards down near the 50. Good hard run for the for the first down. Kruger came up to tackle, but uh, good job by going forward. Good run. So ball spotted on the 50-yard line. And just after 9.30 here on the Show Me Sports Network, Blake Gazawa here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. We've been bringing you coverage all season long. And Eagles trailing 60-33. to They'll pass on the far side. Tate John makes one man miss, but then he's ripped down. Let's see how much... He loses a couple yards there. Yeah, we're seeing that time how great of a defensive player Kruger is. Uh, that time the first, Tate did a good job making the first guy miss, but Kruger mobbed him up. Didn't have a chance. Well, they say he actually only maybe lost a yard. His ball spotted on the 49-yard line. So we'll bring up a second and 11 clock rolling. 940 left here in regulation. 
Eagles trailing 60 to 33. Stillman again has twin receivers. He'll mark out some orders. Behind him is Bowles. Stillman gets the shotgun snap over his head, and he's going to fall down, and it goes right into the hands of the Pintos. And just like I said, when it rains and pours, that is an example right there. You know, that time the Pintos blitzed their linebacker outside, uh, I guess linebacker safety, Kruger, who was guarding the inside guy. He blitzed right up the middle and high snapped. That was the first one we've had tonight. So high snap, and it bounced right into Kruger's uh, uh, stomach. But lots of pressure. It would have been ugly one way or the other. So the ball will be recovered on the 33-yard line, so the Pintos... Have it on the Eagles 33. Kruger will be in shotgun. He'll give it off to Peterson. He's working the near side, dragging a couple tacklers near the 25. We should see if the Pentos slow their pace down at all and milk some clock. I got a feeling they probably won't. And it looks like they're not. So again, in shotgun will be Kruger. He'll have one back beside him. As that. New ball carrier. We'll see who that is. That is Brooks Volkert. So Volkert has yeah, checked got a freshman in there now. So they've been doing a pretty good job at alternating the two, keeping them fresh. So we'll bring up a third down here, third and short. As they'll give it on a delayed handoff to Peterson. He just puts his head down, bowls forward, picks up about four yards, moves the chains. Looks like he's right at the first down mark. They're going to give it to him. Yeah, they are. Well, they say it is a new set of downs. Waiting on the chain gang to get a little pep in their step there and get set. Kruger waiting on the snap, finally gets it. He's got it off to Bryant. He's across the uh, 20, down inside the 15 before he's ushered out of bounds. Well, they'll say it. Another set of downs. <laughs> Boy, the chain gang barely got set before they have to move again. They are a machine right now. Ball on the 13-yard line. They'll give it quickly oh, up the nice middle. run. And oh. Brooks Volkert gets cut down. He thought he was seeing shades of pay dirt, but gets cut down inside the five. But another set of downs, though. Everything's going the right way for the Pentos right now. They'll give it back to Volkert. He starts left now, starts to oh. the right. Now does a nice job to squirt through. He gets... A three-yard touchdown run to his credit. As he got hung up just a little bit, but had no problem getting through the uh, outside, getting around the corner, and going in for six more points. Well, not much to say that time. They just ran right behind their offensive line on the right-hand side. Looked like we haven't stopped for a moment, but the... Young man did a good job of keeping his feet moving. Happens when you have a nice, fresh running back. They're going to try for a two-point conversion. They'll give it off to Peterson. He's going to be denied, so two-point conversion is no good. So that will take it to 66-33. to We'll pause here and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinnigan, and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. 
As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Well, not quite enough spread to have the running clock, but that lead at 33 as the Pintos lead 66 to 33. Seven fifty-three left as they'll do another squib kick. Morris oh, will have it bounce over it his go. head, and nope. he's going to take it standing uh, at the goal line. So. He yep. is going to be down about the five-yard line. I think, though, what might have caught him is he probably started downing if he touched it when it went over his head. I think he probably thought it was going to stop at the one. Kind of reminds me of the play at Eldon where the guy did the same thing. And yeah, Somebody gets up limping, though. I can't tell who that is. They're helping off the field. I think it was the uh, same return guy. The Morris? Can't really tell. I guess he was down at the nine, rather then the five. Peyton better get back in there for the play. There you go. So somebody's got a lower leg issue for the Eagles as they help them off is it'll be first and ten at their own nine-yard line. So they've got to go 91 yards here to try to find six points on the board. They do trail 66-33, 7.45 left to go here in the final regular season quarter of the 2021 season. Simmons will give it off to his back. He's at short yardage there. Well, actually, loss, they say yeah. loss yardage. So Yeah, they've really brought in their goal line defense or something. They had a, an extra guy. Looked like they had number two down in the nose guard that time, and all of this made really good penetration. That was Bowles with it. So that'll bring up a second and long. It's like they're about the six, six-and-a-half-yard line. 16 on the play clock. They'll split off two receivers on either side. Stillman in shotgun has Bowles behind him. He'll get the snap, looking near side, now throws far side, got his receiver, makes one man a half miss. He'll be down near the 15. We'll see who comes up with that catch. I believe yeah. that was Tate John again. Yeah, I believe it was Tate. Just another quick five-and-out pass, and uh, Tate does a great job catching the ball and going turning the field. First guy, like you said, half missed, but uh, good good pursuit by the Pentos. Same formation again. It's third and we'll say a long five. And pass is completed over near the sticks to Tate John again. And he'll say he caught it. He's got the first down. Yep. Just another five yards, six yards, and uh, did a good job of catch, catching that ball and getting upfield. So ball spotted at the 20-yard line. So they're trying to get a little bit of a drive going. Again, working right to left on your media center or Show Me Sports Network app. Stillman calls for the snap in shotgun. Looking far side, pump fakes, rolling to the far side. He's going to throw it up, and pass is going to be knocked out of the hands 
was looking to hit Tate John down the sidelines and is knocked out by the defender. Yeah, the defense player number 25, the guy caught the interception a couple series ago, was the first guy to get his hands on it. But uh, just over his hands, and Tate almost had a chance to bring it down. So we'll bring up a second and 10 clock stop, 6-17. Left to go here in regulation. Score 66-33 in favor of the Eagles. Sorry, in favor of the Pintos. I was looking down at the Eagles. Say it's a late night, long week, right? Something like that. And the Eagles look like they're going to fall short of their goal of winning tonight by at least 13 points. Stillman will keep it himself up the middle. Still pushing the pile. He's going to have about five yards. Nice, good, tough run. We hadn't seen him run the ball much at all on a called run. Uh, we were seeing that a couple games ago to some success. So kind of surprised we didn't see that earlier. But I think that was probably a designed quarterback keeper I all the way. I think it was, yeah. It was a... It was a design quarterback keeper like i said we had seen that a couple times uh, i think osage and eldon that had worked out pretty well see chase morris on the sideline trying to test that ankle i think he might have been the one that got uh, rolled up on on that kickoff return stillman drops back does a little screen pass in some traffic got his receiver that's tate john he's got the first down across the 35 he'll be down near the 40 so again they'll pick up a new set of downs on third down Tate did a great job of finding some open space and running there. Again, it was a quick, it was a quick screen pass. We we, we ran screen pass uh, patterns for both at right side, left side. Through the Tate did a good job. He's usually sure-handed. He usually does a good job of getting a few extra yards. That time, he did a really good job of making a couple of people miss getting the ball downfield. So ball on the 39-yard line, 5-14 and counting left in the game. And that pass is going to be to Bowles. He makes a shoestring grab, but he's quickly tackled near the 40-yard line, so he will pick up one yard, but nothing else. Just a quick uh, pass to the running back going to the left out of, out of the backfield. That side play, you really hope you can make the first person miss, but not that time. Good good tackle by number 15 there. So I'll bring up a second and nine in ball at the 40-yard line of the Eagles. They'll have trips on the far side, one receiver near side, again going for that screen game as they'll give it off to Evans. Somebody was pancaked over there. He'll have it near the 45-yard line, across midfield near the 45, but looks like one of the Eagles is down. I believe that's Baden Glass. Looks like he's got a cramp, though. At least that's what they're working on him. Yeah, nice quick peg. Quick play, quick pass, nice pass right wood, right caught him on the run so he didn't have to slow down at all. He was at full speed when he caught the pass and was able to turn it straight up field. Good blocking that time on the outside. So nice little play. Eagles was showing a little bit of life left. They'll try to get that left leg stretched out of Baden Glass as he's got a cramping issue going on. But it will be a new set of downs. They'll get him up and help him off to the sidelines. New set of downs here. Ball just across midfield on the 49-yard line for the Eagles. That's the 49-yard line of the Pintos. They lead, though, the Pintos do. 66-33, clock rolling, four and a half to go here in regulation. A decent crowd has made their way here to the game to support the Eagles. It's senior night here at California. Oh, new set of downs, high snap, but... Stillman goes up and gets it. He flips it off to Smith, who's picked up, manhandled, and put down at the 
637 yard line. Sorry, 42 43 yard line. Good play, good quick toss to the left hand side. Did a good job of getting the end contained. Uh, number one is hurt right now, so they got a backup in. And that time, Owen Folk just uh, kind of picked on the backup, kind of turned inside. And a uh, nice good play. So it does pick up six yards. Trips on the far side, one near side. Stillman rolling that way, looking downfield. He's going to throw it for his receiver. He's got to step into the hands and out of bounds. That is Mr. Evans, I believe. Or is that? Uh, I think that's Evans. That's either Evans or Kellen Ash. Wait till he turns around. 18. That is Evans. So Evans gets a huge play right there downfield. He gets it inside the 10-yard line. It'll be first and goal. And that was the rare time when Hayden was moving and just kind of jumping through and made a beautiful throw that only his guy could catch. So beautiful play there. First and goal at the nine, rolling this way is Stillman. He's looking for the corner of the end zone. He's got his receiver touchdown. As again, that is Evans on the touchdown grab. This time they call the uh, rollout to the left. Good job by the line blocking everybody in to the right. And uh, wide open running along the backside, the back line of the end zone. So nice throw, nice catch. That was too easy for the Eagles to find. That nine-yard touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. Does look like they are going to go for two here. They will break the huddle. They'll have trips near side, one far side. Stillman in shotgun. He'll look far side, now throws it. And over everybody said was looking for Tate John. And that goes over his head. So it keeps the score 66-39 with 3.31 left to go here in regulation. We'll pause and be back. You'll listen to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care the eagles have it teed up they're going to try a little onside squib kick and it's going to be covered by the first player that touches it for the pintos so tried to fool them there but this goes right into the hands of the Pinto player. And will set him up on their own 45-yard line. As the Pintos lead 66-39. I think we'll start to see some new players in the ball game. That looks like a new quarterback. As number 20 in a quarterback, he hands it off. Working, uh, squirting through the far side. And again, new ball carry, cutting it here to the near side. 
That is Volkert again. And that quarterback is Will Edwards, the freshman. So that does pick up a new set of downs for the Pintos. Clock rolling near three to go. Again, handoff again to Volkert. He works around traffic. He's going to have four or five yards, but not much more. Kind of surprised they're still going this fast-paced offense here with just a couple minutes left in the game, and you get your backups in. But guess they only have one speed. Yeah. So Edwards again at quarterback. He'll be in shotgun. He'll get the snap on the second down, give it off to Volkert. He'll start to the near side, and I'll take it back to the far side before he's sandwiched there, loses a couple. Yeah, that play looked kind of odd. Looks like the snap was a little early. Nobody else was moving at the time, so it gave a good chance for the Eagles to get in there. Got uh, some young players in there right now. Actually, he loses about three yards on it, so it'll be third and long. And bad snap. It's on the uh, turf, and it looks like Pintos are going to be able to get back onto it. That should bring up. At fourth down, it'll be fourth and long, and looks like the punt team is going to run on. Clock rolling near two minutes to go. Again, Pintos of California leading 66-39. to 39. Bradley Smith will be back to receive this punt. I think at this point, there's a pretty good chance they're going to punt it. I doubt they're going to try to fake anything <laughs> here. And probably a good chance they're going to let it go down to almost two or three seconds left on the play clock. Yes, they are. Four on the play clock. Three, two. I even take a penalty. One. And they are going to take the delay of game. Good every second again. Well, we got that. We do have a final score for Mexico. Mexico 60, Warrington 14. So your district champions, I believe, are going to be Mexico. Yep, that's kind of what we maybe thought it would be. They played a lot of teams bigger than them, at least three and they held their own. And they didn't play a single team that was smaller, unlike, you know, here California is a smaller team, as in for sales, as in Hallsville. That is not good. Come and catch it in the stands. So Myers okay. just shanks it off the side of his foot. The cheerleaders had a better opportunity to catch it than... I'm surprised Kruger didn't fair catch it in, on the track. Yeah, he, he was thinking about it. He was over here standing, <laughs> but he let it go over his head. It does go out. See where they mark it. It looks like at the 45-yard line of the Eagles. So they do have a chance to at least maybe make the score a little more respectable here. They trail 66-39 a minute, 27 left to go in the ballgame. We were talking about the weather. I had to turn the heater on today. Thought about wearing my long underwear today, but, Mike, I knew you'd uh, give me a hard time. I was going to. I I thought long and hard about it, but I chose not to. I don't know if you could have handled that Moberly game a couple years ago. Three so, years ago. Pitch off to Smith as he's working the far side. Makes one man miss. Got stood up, but got his bearings back, and he's going to have close to 10 yards. And they'll give him nine yards, and he'll be close to another set of downs. Yeah, that game, uh, I believe, was around zero. I remember getting there and walking down the sidewalk, and my wife, who's been really good about going to the games, is like, honey, no, I make it. You know, there's like three inches of ice on the, on the uh, stadium seats. Oh. So second and one here. Stillman will get the snap. He'll keep it himself around the right side. He's got the first down. Nice play, Hayden. Good, good job hard running there. Yeah, I've uh, I've had some cold games I've called, and I've had some hot games I've called, and I've had everything in between. And 
One of the coldest ones in the last couple of years was at Rockbridge. On the roof there, it was cold and windy and rainy. And uh, by the second half of the game, we were so cold and wet that we just gave up on trying to keep keep our stats or anything like that because everything <laughs> was wet. And we were just bundled up as small. Keep those gloves yep, down. as bundled up as small Ooh, as you could. Stillman there. looks downfield, hits his receiver, but he dropped, dropped it. it. Kind of surprised we didn't get called for holding there. Uh, well, great play by Owen Folk there. He pretty much took his guy and threw him down to the ground. But uh, hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Hey. And you're right. That that was a beautiful, beautiful pass by Hayden. Got his feet set. Plenty of time. Threw it exactly where it needed to be and right through the arms of our receiver. It was intended for Weston Jennings, the 5'10", 165-pound sophomore. Yeah, he got some plays on defense, too, the last series, though, and he's been in a couple offensive series now. So we'll bring up a second down. They'll give it, fake it, actually. Stillman will keep it oh. just through it. Was trying to hit his outlet man and make the pitch and goes behind Baden Glass, goes out of bounds. I think they're going to call it a backwards pass, but it was right at the line of scrimmage anyway. So, I was trying to break into the Mahomes playbook there and make yeah. some magic happen, but just could not get the pass completed. The pitch completed, however you want to look at it. It could have gone either way, but as it does, it goes out of bounds. So it brings up a third and 10, 22.6 seconds left here in the ball game. Stillman has twin receivers either way and one back in the backfield. They'll send a man in motion. They'll give it. That is Jennings. Jennings with it. He's working across. He's down near the 35-yard line. Pretty tough run. He was coming in motion from right to the left on your radio dial or your app. And uh, anyway, did a good job. Good, nice hard running. Nice to see a lot of the young guys get some playing time like Mr. Jennings there. That will make it a final as your final score the Pintos of California, 66, and the Eagles of Southern Boone County, 39. We'll take a break here, get into your post game as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to Southern Boone County Eagles football on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. It's perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, <laughs> oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent too. It's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 
This is the Southern Boone County Eagles postgame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway and his crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Eagles. Exclusive postgame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Last Sentinel Firearm, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Southern Boone County Eagles Radio Network, Blake Gassaway. Well, it's a tough night all the way around for... The Southern Moon County Eagles, as they knew what they needed to do tonight, they needed to get a win and win by 13 or more points. And if they were able to do that, they would look at having a home playoff game next week, home district game, as uh, very well could have been hosting a team as well that they have beaten at least once this year already. However, they come up short on the scoreboard and fall to the California Pintos by a score of 66-39. to in a game that uh, still is something to be proud of. They had a good showing. They never gave up. They just were a little bit outmatched, a little bit outgunned, and uh, got behind the eight ball and just could not seem to get out of that predicament that they were in. We'll take a look at your scoring summary as Mike's trying to round up some uh, scores here, some final scores, some definitely uh, district implication scores. As California got it started, with a six-yard touchdown pass from uh, Kruger to uh, Schloop, the, uh, they tried a two-point conversion. It was no good. That made it 6 to nothing in favor of the Pintos. That was a seven-play, 51-yard drive. That came with 8.49 left to go in the first quarter. Then the Eagles would get on the scoreboard. On the ensuing kickoff, they would take a 90-yard kickoff return to the house. That was by Chase Morris. PAT was good by Salter. That made it a 7-6 to score with 8.35 left to go in the first quarter. Then the Eagles would get back on the scoreboard. A 40-yard touchdown run by Bowles. PAT was no good. It was partially blocked. That made it a 13-6 game in favor of the Eagles with 6.35 left to go in the first quarter. That was a six-play, 51-yard drive. Then California would get back in the scoring column with an eight-yard touchdown run by Peterson. The PAT was good. That made it a 13-13 time ball game with 3.25 left to go. In the first quarter, that was a 13-play, 73-yard drive. Then the Pintos would score again, this time on a 10-yard touchdown run. That by Dunaway, PAT was good. That was a three-play, 50-yard drive. That made it a 20-13 score back in favor of the Pintos with 25.4 seconds left in the first quarter. That did take us to the end of one. Then California would score on a 54-yard touchdown run by Dunaway. PAT was good. That was a 12-play, 98-yard drive. With 4.29 left to go before halftime, that made it 27-13 in favor of California. Then a one-yard touchdown run by Belch. That was a six-play, 24-yard drive. That lengthened the lead for California to 34-13. That made it a, that was with 2.43 left before halftime. That score did take us to half. Then coming out of halftime, California would score on a 22-yard touchdown pass from Fruger to Meyer. That was a... Uh, Two-point conversion was no good. That was a seven-play, 73-yard drive. That was with 
9.26 left to go in the third quarter. That made it 40-13. to And the Eagles would get back on the scoreboard. They would score on a one-yard touchdown run by Bowles. PAT, sorry, two-point conversion was no good. That was a 40-19 score at that point with 7.45 left in the third quarter. That was an eight-play, 53-yard drive. Then California would counter and score. They would score on a 46-yard touchdown pass from Kruger to Bryant. That was PAT was good on that as well as that was a five-play, 63-yard drive with 5.54 left to go in the third quarter. That made it a 46-19 score. Then the Eagles would score a 44-yard rather touchdown run by Morris. The PAT was good. That was a three-play, 52-yard drive with 4.45 left to go in the third quarter. That made it a 46-26 score in with five, uh, excuse me, 4.45 left to go in the third quarter. Then the Eagles would score one final time as a, in the uh, quarter with a 29-yard touchdown pass from Stillman to Morris. PAT was good. That was a five-play, 60-yard drive. That came with one minute exactly left in the third quarter. That took it to a 46-33 ball game. Then California would put on the afterburners. They score on a an 85-yard touchdown pass from Fruger to Meyer. That was a one-play 85-yard drive. That came with 40.2 seconds left in the third quarter. That made it a 53-33 score back to that 20-point lead. And that took us to the end of the third quarter. Then the Pintos would score again on a 68-yard touchdown pass. That was from Kruger to Schloop. That PAT was good. That was also a one-play 68-yard drive. That was with 11.39 left to go in the fourth quarter. That made it 60-33. to Then they would score one final time on a three-yard touchdown run by Volkert. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a five-play 33-yard drive with 3.53 left to go in the ball game. That made it 66-33. However, the Eagles would score on their last possession. It was a nine uh, it was a nine-yard touchdown pass from Stillman to Evans. The two-point conversion was no good on that as well. That uh, was an 11-play, 91-yard drive. That came with 3.31 left to go in the ball game, and that score did take us final at 66-39. to You know, really nothing, again, for the Eagles to hang their head about. It's... Knew it was a tough squad. Knew it was going to be a tough game coming in. However, they just got overmatched and overpowered in some areas. Mike, you've got uh, some scores update for us? Yeah, I've got some scores here. Like we've mentioned already, Hallsville finishes their regular season undefeated at 9-0 by beating Boonville 36-30. Uh, Eldon comes back to win against Versailles 42-41. Um, Eldon is now 3-6, and six, the same record as us, and the same record as Osage, who lost to Blair Oaks 71-43. to Sounds like a very familiar score. So three teams end up 3-6 and six in the districts. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mexico beats Warrington 60-14. to It wasn't, wasn't so sweet for the Fulton Hornets as they lose to Sweet Springs 37-7. Hickman beats Bellevue West 33-14. Francis Howell takes care of the Bruins of Rockbridge 33-0. Um, Hannibal Pirates' last score I saw was 35-6 over the Battle of Spartans. So, uh, let's see. Jeff City was losing 24-21 to Fort Zomit West. I have not been able to update that since halftime. Elias beats Vianney 47-9. Harrisburg loses in the battle of the 7-1 teams to the Marceline Tigers 30-16. to 
Bayette wins 66 to 24 over the Father Tolton Trailblazers. Centralia wins 6 to 0 over Palmyra. Palmyra, Palmyra. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. And I believe that might be a team that the California Pendles will play next. And um, I was telling the guy next to me that that's going to be a pretty tough team. Centralia has played pretty well in the second part of the season. Moberly loses to the Troy Buchanan 48 to 14. So if you're wondering to know how those things fit in the districts, well, it's a big question mark. Because, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, we have heard from our friends here from California that there may be some forfeits coming the way of Fulton-Boonville because they were using a player that was not supposed to play in their DJ Wolazak, I believe his last name is, the Power 5 recruited player. So who knows what's going to happen with their early season wins and how that affects the the, the season. Um, they did have won at least, I think, two games since he's played, So, but uh, that still may put us below Southern Boone. Um, we will probably be the the third of those of Osage, Ellen, Southern Brim, because we do have a couple teams that we play that are smaller than us. That if you play a two A team when you're three A, you get you get docked a, a point to two. Mexico is going to stay probably there easily on top because they play at least three schools that are bigger than them, um, including like Hannibal and so forth, and uh, so it helps them out. So as of right now, we got Mexico number one seed. Boonville did beat Blair Oaks, so if they don't have to forfeit anything, it's we are led to believe that you're allowed to skip ahead of the team that you beat if they are ranked ahead of you. Yep. So that means if, Boonville. If you have the head-to-head matchup, you can jump yeah. a team. But that a, team Boonville, can, a team can only be jumped one time. Yeah, so Boonville should be second place in the district, which means they would get to play Fulton, who is now 0-9. And so we'll see how that works out. Um, next is Osage. Now we... Eldon did beat Osage, so Eldon should be able to jump above above Osage. Even though we beat Eldon, we can't and beat Osage, we can't skip two. <laughs> yeah, it's just an unfortunate yeah. uh, byproduct of sorts that they start at the top, and uh, once a team has been jumped, they can't be jumped anymore. So that's where that so ends right as, there. As of my understanding, as of right now, Southern will be playing at Boonville. Unless Boonville has to forfeit some games, and then we'll probably be playing, I guess, uh, Blair Oaks, maybe. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. we're not, ex- not exactly sure could where. could be Osage, but. We're not sure where we'll be again, at. It all depends on the forfeit situation. If Boonville has to forfeit, the people in the press box here in the California side had said that uh, the players have been told that uh, Boonville's going to have to forfeit some games early in the season that DJ played in. So yeah. who knows? We'll see. I have not heard anything official. I have not either. That probably will be the case, but I've never heard anything official about that. So either way, we will have a broadcast next Friday night. It's just a matter of where, where we're at. And uh, we, I think it's pretty safe to say that it will not be at home <laughs> at Ashland. So we will most likely be on the road. So uh, pregame starting about 6.30, and tip-off should be about 7 o'clock. And like I said, we're not really sure where we're going to be at, but wherever we end up, we will uh, we'll make the best of it, and we're going to have some fun and hopefully get a uh, first-round district win so they can stay alive and keep playing another day. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for our broadcast. Uh, Mike, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Um, again, it was for the second week in a row, it was nice to see that the Eagles didn't give up. Um, it's also nice to see a lot of young players play out there. Um, but again, 
at the end of the game. The score is the one thing that counts, and it was another loss. So, um, anyway, got a chance to get a win next week, hopefully. We'll see who we play. Doesn't really matter, I guess, too much, does it, right? Nope. The old-fashioned, I don't care it is. Let's line up and play them. Yep, and that's the thing, too, where basically as of, uh, you know, what we've been done, what, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so, basically from this point on it doesn't matter how good, how bad, how indifferent you were for the season. Everybody resets to O and O as you begin district play, so it really just matters how well you play going forward. That's really the only thing that's going to matter. So we're not sure where we're going to be coming from live next week, but we will have the broadcast as uh, we will bring you the Asusa broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network for Mike Freeze, myself, Blake Gazaway. It's been a pleasure bringing you the game tonight. Until we talk to you next Friday night, we'll have pregame about 6.30, kickoff set for 7 o'clock. Until we talk to you then, so long, and have a great evening. You've been listening to the best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Southern Boone County Eagles football. The Show Me Sports Network and the Eagles Radio Network. Blake Gazaway and the broadcast crew are the guys that know your Eagles the best. Exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Eagles Radio Network, your exclusive home for Southern Boone County Eagles football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.